Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 17 where we're talking Star Wars. Lots and lots oh, yeah. of Star Wars. Awesome. I'm one of your host, Tim. I'm Troy. Yeah, man, like, this has been an enormous couple weeks with yeah. Star Wars stuff. Huge. Like, we're going to be talking Force Awakens Blu-ray content. We yeah. finally got our hands on the physical copies yes. of the Force Awakens. The steelbook, you yes. and me. Yes, <laughs> uh, We're talking season finale of Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. which, as promised, I powered through. Yeah. Troy's our veteran here on <laughs> Rebels. We're going to talk a bit about that, specifically the season finale, and also Rogue One. This huge yes. trailer, unexpected trailer. Yeah, love it. A yeah. proper trailer, too. It wasn't like a teaser. Like, we had that 11-second thing. Yeah, it's a decent amount. I think a yeah. minute 48 or something. Yeah, 52. so it was like a proper trailer. Yeah. But we're going to be talking about all sorts of that stuff. Diving right into it. Back half the episode here. But we're going to jump into some news right now. Did you watch the MTV Movie Awards? Didn't make it out to it, uh, no. Okay. No, I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, just quickly, it, it's one of the, I guess, more fun shows. Yeah. And that Rock and Kevin Hart were hosting fantastic you know mm-hmm. their chemistry is unreal yeah they're awesome and they kept pumping this the whole the whole thing through the mtv movie awards was we're celebrating movies you actually watched yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i really like that it's yeah. kind of a cool concept you know i'm not turn my nose up at movies that like are the academy movies or anything like that yeah but it was kind of cool that they put so much focus and particular in on comic book movies star wars mad max nice. these type of movies yeah they really get a shine right exactly yeah. and like their awards you know we deadpool got a couple of awards best fight and best action star and ryan reynolds cool force awakens got a couple daisy really got best uh, newcomer cool and force awakens won movie of the year nice and they had a, all these kind of cool little set pieces and you know they had the deadpool dancers come out yeah. and they did a tribute to will smith which was kind of cool oh, wow. That's and cool. you know chris pratt and that were all there yeah and so it's pretty cool there's a really neat segment where the rock was dressed as superman and kevin hart was dressed as batman and they're calling out, out all the marvel bitches <laughs> so i'm up i'm up on the tv being like <laughs> Let kevin, me uh, kevin hart's you know in behind uh in behind the rock there, calling out chris evans and hemsworth and all these guys it's actually a really really funny bit and it's it's nice to see that rivalry for sure kind of just in, put into kind of more of a, a comedic sketch yeah, it's, it's definitely. really fun it wasn't about this kind of flame war or anything like yeah. that it was like you know what guys we're all here to celebrate this stuff. Yeah, we, the rivalry's there, but it's a it's a heat, it's an intense rivalry, but it's a good rivalry, exactly. right? It's making everything better. That's just what's all about. Yeah. So it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and it must have been, I, I'm guessing, I don't know, as in wherever, but it must have been on Universal's lot. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> not Universal, sorry. W W B. Yeah. Because they had a huge presence there. Yeah. And they dropped a new Suicide Squad trailer. Ah. And they also dropped a new Harry Potter trailer. Right. So And they had kind of these nice build-ups with Eddie Redmayne came out for the uh, oh, Harry cool. Potter trailer. Nice. Which is pretty cool. And then they did this whole scene where Will Smith kind of opens up a jail cell. And uh, Mar- Margot Robber- Roberts. Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. Joins him, and then the girl that plays Enchantress as well. Oh, okay, that model or whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. So cool. they kind of with Jared Leto met him there too. So it's, oh, it's pretty yeah? cool to see those guys, and they seem to be really stoked about this movie. And you know, really pushing it, eh? Yeah, yeah. And, but it was even just the the guy, the characters, or the the actors. Mm-hmm. They're when they're sitting there, they're like, you know what, guys? Genuinely, this was a movie that we all had fun working. That's on. cool. Yeah, and you know, you, you got the feel of that from some of the Instagram photos you're seeing from people. Mm-hmm. I think some of these guys even got squad tattooed on their arms. Wow. And that. Yeah. But then they dropped this new trailer. Mm-hmm. And what did you think? Uh you know what? It didn't. Um... It didn't increase my interest anymore, but it didn't let me down Yeah, by any means. Um, got to see more Joker, so that's always cool, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the, the new look. Yeah, the trailer. But, um, you know, they gave us a couple of his laughs in there, which was, yeah. which, was which was okay. We got to see a little bit more of Will Smith's uh, humor. 
yeah. seemed in there. But yeah, it is okay trailer. It didn't, didn't really blow me away. Uh, I like to see more of Batman in there, though. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, so was kind of, cool. He did the big jump off the, the building. Or yeah, which it was. was interesting because he had this weird kind of metallic thing going on with his face. with like this demon Yeah, I was, the, the face looked kind of weird. It kind of looked almost like, you know, in The, the Dark Knight Rises or The Dark Knight, one of them, yeah. uh, where he had the fake Batmans. Yeah. And they kind of had like these, the masks that really didn't fit their heads. Yeah. It kind yeah. of looks something weird. So I'm interested yeah. to see. So I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. If that's an imposter or if that's something else. Like, exactly. It would be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I'm kind of a little bit more on the bandwagon here. Cool. I'm still worried about the villain. Yeah. Uh, but Sanjay talked me off the ledge last night. We're okay. talking a bit about, because I said, you know, he said, are you back on the bandwagon and stuff like that? You know, this trailer is pretty good. Yeah. And I said, you know what, man? Like the interactions that they're showing, like there seemed to, there's more comedy again in this trailer. Yeah. I'm curious if those are the pickup scenes right because it's a lot of the character interaction didn't seem like any big action scenes that were added in there no so because the rumor was and we talked about this last week was mm. that all the comedy in the movie was shown in that last trailer right but this whole movie or this whole trailer was again another trailer full of comedy mm-hmm. and kind of more character interactions and there's um will smith with diablo and yeah, yeah, Leo, i'm just trying to get you there bud and, yeah you know yeah. and uh and there's when they're in the bar too yeah so yeah. it seemed like the, the characters are having fun playing off each other so i'm interested if those were pickups or not because yeah. they blended in pretty seamlessly and i don't know if they can do stuff that quick that's, that's right to get a trailer out mm-hmm. yeah we'll see I, you know i really liked how they started <laughs> off the, the the trailer with uh, the superman reference yeah exactly I thought that was really cool i yeah. like that I, i'm still wondering so I, i'm guessing this is before bbs I'd yeah, assume. it must be. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. Like a, or yeah, just before, kind of in between, or maybe of, in between. Maybe the Batman thing's a flashback. Yeah, it'd be interesting <clears throat> to see how, yeah, where this actually fits in. Yeah. That, that'll be a little confusing if it kind of jumps all over the place. Because right. you know, your natural progression is that maybe it's after, but yeah. I guess you can't really do it after because the events. I guess you have to take it up a level. Yeah, but. and they not going to spoilers, but they mentioned Superman in the beginning. So yeah, yeah. So so it mm. it must be yeah in between that time frame of at least Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. Yeah, if they're mentioning Superman exactly by name. Yeah, and then we're if maybe not referring to the events of Batman vs Superman right. quite yet. But that goes back also because I think Batman was retired. Yeah. At least we're meant to assume he's retired. So well, interesting. Guess, I, I guess don't we'll know. See. I, you know, yeah. like I said, I, I think I'm a bit more back on the bandwagon. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll just I, maybe just wait and see. Yeah, like we'll just have to wait and see. I'm excited. You know, it's it's a different director doing this too, right? Yeah, so that's, and they that's... seem to be again really pulling back from you know we're different than Batman <laughs> vs Superman. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> come see us. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Batman vs Superman, so there was again rumors running that WB is seriously considering. Releasing the rated R cut, yeah. the long cut, three hours and twenty minutes, yeah, I think, oh. into the theaters, yeah, to get them up over that billion dollar mark. Wow. What are your thoughts on the, on the studio actually doing that to to get to a specific number? Like, yeah. it looks like that profitability wise, it's not going to be as profitable as even Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, and that's wow. just the amount of money they spent on the on the movie and then marketing and all that sort of stuff. So I'm interested to see if they actually release this. Would you go check yeah. this out? I, I will because you know I'm a, I'm a big Batman I'm a big DC fanboy but um, for the general audience I don't think so yeah you know that's a lot of time to invest again in this film that was already long it's it just kind of has a little bit of desperation stink all over it yeah it does it definitely <laughs> yeah. does yeah. and you know I'm not totally opposed to it mm-hmm. but if they're gonna do I guess you know what are they gonna release it probably maybe later on in the year yeah yeah something to, at the end of mark. summer yeah to kind of get away from everything else. Mm-hmm. That, you know, maybe by that time, it would be okay. Because if they had it, maybe just dropped it this weekend. Yeah. And just said, oh, we're going to try to get two weeks before Civil War comes out. Right. Or whatever. I 
think that might have been a mistake. Yeah. But maybe, you know, if you, we were, if they, we, <laughs> we release it here at the Nerd. No, if they release it kind of later on in the year, maybe yeah. it's kind of a dead zone there, maybe some September ish before right. Doctor Strange. I don't know what else is coming out in that era. Mm-hmm. But maybe after August or something like that, maybe, you know, had enough time to kind of sit and marinate and people were like, okay, I'm ready to revisit this. There's something new, something to maybe intrigue me more to come back to the theater. Right. Because it'll be interesting, right? Because, you know, then we can really get a good sense of this universe, this movie, what it's meant to be, right? So that'll be interesting because there's so many scenes kind of missing. Yeah. So it would be a good kind of view, viewing. And so Sundry was all stoked up today. Oh, yeah, I bet. Justice League started filming today. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't see any any photo or anything released that said, "Hey, we're on set, <laughs> we're ready to go." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I can see everyone kind of moping around. <laughs> like, okay, let's get this done. <laughs> let's just do this. Everyone's gonna hate it. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm only kidding, Sanjay. <laughs> so, so you, you you think you will go see this one? The I think if they let it sit for a while, yeah. If they give it six eight months, yeah, and they put it out in an in a time when there's nothing else really coming out. Right. Like I'm saying kind of a dead zone. There's a few weeks in, in particular months, maybe towards not really Christmas because you're getting into Rogue One season. November's Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe September. Right. I think I'd probably go check it out. If, you know, if it's in the theater for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. I might make the time and go see it because cool. I might be ready to revisit. Like, yeah, like I said, if it came out in two weeks, not a chance. Yeah. I'm going to spend three and a half hours to watch this again. Right. No, definitely and not. I might be intrigued to come back if they do put it out later. So Absolutely. we'll see kind of the marketing plan behind this. And, you know, how much more money can they dump into the marketing? Like, hey, we're coming back. <laughs> you know, we'll get the, the Dr. Pepper pecans back out of the storage and the Dorito bags. We'll put them all away. Yeah, <laughs> More figures. Um, you know, going off of that, too, I, I've been hearing this rumor now that Justice League Part 1, Lois Lane, is signed on to play to be in that movie. But yeah. she's not signed in Justice League Part 2. So the rumors going around is that does she get killed off. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, that would set off kind of maybe this injustice exactly. sort of thing and right? we're going down that path maybe yeah but is that too on the nose like exactly. is it maybe just that she doesn't have a part in the movie right and does she even need to be in a justice league movie? i don't right? think so i don't think so i don't think she needs to be in the last one yeah yeah I go back agree. and hear my comments on that <laughs> yep. episode 15 <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree also with dc the cinematic universe mm-hmm. guys a little bit of news that wonder woman's release date was pushed forward a couple weeks cool so we're going to get that alert. They're getting away from Transformers 5. Yeah. Which is probably a good idea. It's a very good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we know exactly what Transformers 5 oh, yeah. is going yeah, to yeah, be. definitely. Everyone's still going to go and see this thing. Yeah. You know? I don't know why, but they will. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Like, to be fair, <laughs> yeah. these are movies that I haven't consistently gone to watch in the theaters. Yeah. But I have consistently watched at oh, one okay, point or cool. another within the frame of their release or Blu-ray release. Yeah. I've seen them all. Yeah. And you know what? The last one, <laughs> I did go and see in theaters. Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, Dinobots. Yeah. yeah. You know, Octopus on a Dinobot. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. And then it came in at the last second. <laughs> and I thought some of the stuff in there was ridiculous. But again, it's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. You know, what can, can you expect? Re- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Give us Armageddon 2. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis is back on the <laughs> asteroid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that was a smart move. Yeah. You know, WB, I think they're going to be cautious here. They, they about need to be. placement of their movies, giving yeah. them some room to breathe. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was good. I think that I'm looking forward to this movie still. Yeah. And they also announced two untitled yeah, secrets, yeah. mystery, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. DC Cinematic Universe films. Yeah. Um, and they're released later on, I think 2019. Oof. Something like that, 2018. Like they're, they're tripling up on movies now, kind of like Marvel, yeah. towards the back half of their slate. I think it was 2018, 2019. Yeah. What do you think they are? Well, for sure, I'm saying Batman. Yeah. Or the Batman. 
And the second one could be um, maybe a Man of Steel sequel. But the only thing is, if it is Batman, I think WB needs to be even smarter and just and just announce Batman's coming out now. Like I think everybody agrees Batman was like the best part in that yeah. movie. Why not just announce it and you know push back Cyborg and give us Batman sooner? Yeah, you know, I think everybody wants to hear the news. Okay, when's the Batman movie coming out? Yeah, right? they might be saving that for Comic Con. That's true. Yeah, yeah they might yeah. be saving that big Good announcement, point. getting some art together yeah. and stuff like that, getting a story, and maybe just announcing the Batman colon Court of Owls yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right? Cool. Have the people freak out because yeah. it seems that Disney, which is Marvel and Star Wars, yeah. are pulling out of comic. Like, yeah, I haven't heard much in the like the last couple of years. They haven't been there. Yeah. It looks like they're really focusing on D twenty three, which exactly. I believe is in London this year. Yeah. And, and they so, have celebration as well. Yeah, celebration, right. and so they're going to use the, those forums to announce things now. Like exactly. And we we're talking about this earlier because we want to do a trip. Mm-hmm. A bunch of us. We're talking like, oh, we we've always talked about going to San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Like, we have to do this. We have to do this. But then you know we've been throwing on the idea lately. Maybe it's better to go to like celebration, yeah. or something like that. Because Comic Con is great, but it's mental from yeah. everything I've heard. Yeah. And maybe going somewhere like celebration where it's just pure focus on everything there we like. Yeah. As opposed to Comic-Con, which is, you know, we might get 25, 30, 40% of the stuff there that we like. Exactly. And, you know, Celebration will be equally mental. Oh, yeah. But it's because it's so spread out and everything there we're there to see. Yeah. I think it might be better. I don't know. And with Marvel and, and Star Wars not going to, or at least the big panels. Yeah. That's not, it's not like we're ever, you know, getting into Hall H, like from what I've heard, is mental. Yeah, just and, hard. you know, are yeah. we going to commit that time? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But if they're not even having the big panels there, it looks like this is going to become a forum for DC yeah. to really launch their product Exactly. Off. Well, especially because they, they spend so much money going there too themselves. Right? Yeah. So I think it's a totally better outlet for them to just promote everything out of D23 or yeah. Celebration. It's their own totally. thing, yeah, right? I mean, Marvel's so huge, they can just have their own. Well, they did you know? that with uh, when they announced their full slate, right? Right, yeah. They just said, yeah. yo, every, everyone come down to the El Capitan Theater yeah. and we're just going to do this whole thing exactly. and announce our whole slate. We don't need anything else. Right. And that was like one of the biggest media days. That's awesome. And that's when we saw uh, Chadwick Boseman as uh, Black Panther. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, when they awesome. first announced Civil War. All yeah, this. yeah. That, that felt wicked. like it was the other day. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. We're two, three weeks away. Right? What? So Civil close. War? <laughs> yeah. It's even been screened already, right? Yeah. So. And we're getting our first reactions. Yeah. They have this embargo. The social media embargo has been lifted, mm-hmm. but not the actual review embargo. Yeah. So you have to put up little blurts on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, just kind of saying, you know, I enjoyed it, yeah. or it was this, it was that. Which is facial uh, expressions. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> emojis. Yeah, emojis, like yeah. <laughs> and then the actual review embargo, I think, gets lifted later on this week. At some yeah. Because the world premiere is tomorrow on the Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All right. So it'd be in the past for you, those listening. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was on Tuesday. <laughs> it was on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so everything coming out is sounds really, really positive. Yeah. And, you know, these initial reactions, I'm a little wary. Like, I think this movie's going to be good. Like, yeah. I have high hopes. And the initial reactions coming out of Batman for Superman were very positive as well. Yeah. So take yeah. that stuff with a grain of salt. I, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to quell anyone's positivity <laughs> here or anything like that. Yeah. But just being cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. And um, I have no doubt that this is going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm, we're hearing that the two breakouts are Spider-Man in yes. a big, big way. Yeah. And Black Panther. Yeah. And that Spider-Man's in the movie a lot more than we thought. Yeah. Thought. I didn't look time. at the screen time. Did you? I, I didn't. I okay. somehow kept myself from doing it. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we have to be very, very cautious now. Yeah. Because even last night at the MTV Movie Awards, they had a Civil War... TV spot. TV spot. Right. 
And I didn't watch it. I sat on my couch, with my nice. fingers in my ears, <laughs> eyes closed, humming while my wife watched it. And then she gave me the signal and I was like, oh, how was it? How was it? Yeah. She goes, it was awesome. So I guess there's lots of Falcon scenes oh, in there and stuff like man, that. So apparently it's, it's looking good. But mm-hmm. you must be super stoked to hear that Spider-Man oh, is... Oh, yeah. Like people are saying best Peter Parker, best yeah, Spider-Man ever. ever. And I love hearing this, you yeah. know. I, me, I was, I was a huge fan of Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I loved what he did with that character. I wish he could have kept going, but unfortunately it is what it is. But to hear all this positive feedback back from Tom Holland's performance as Spider-Man. Yeah. And Peter Peter Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And I love that casting. Right? I'm so excited for that character. And it's a standalone movie. We got a new comic drop this week too. Yeah. And I didn't read it. Mm -hmm. I wish I, I, it's funny because we're like, oh, we'll, we'll talk about Black Panther yeah. and Poe Dameron. He read Black Panther, didn't read Poe. I read Poe. He didn't read, I didn't read Black Panther. <laughs> a little cross there. Yeah. Um, but one of the interesting things that was kind of annoying me a bit about the release of, of the social media reviews or first reactions or whatever you want to call yeah. them was that people were like, you know, it's better than Batman for Superman, but not as good as Deadpool. And yeah. I'm like, Come on, guys. Like, <laughs> I know that inevitably all these movies are going to be compared. Yeah. And especially the, the big Marvel one oh, and the big, the big versus Marvel one and the big DC versus Absolutely. one. And, but that doesn't need to be the baseline for comparison. No. Like, tell me, a, I know these are very short blurbs and stuff like that, yeah. but it'd be like, you know, and there were a lot of these, but there mm. were also a lot of, it's better than Batman for Superman. Yeah. It's not as much of a mess as this. And oh, yeah. Da, da, da. And, but I just, I want to hear, you know, Stuff like Spider-Man's great, and yeah. apparently this airport fight scene is incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. But yeah, you're right. Like it totally, it kind of takes away a bit, right? And there's an embargo for a reason. I've even been hearing things. Um, Winter Soldier is better. Like Winter Soldier is is, is yeah. a little more substance, whereas this is more action based kind yeah. of. So yeah, yeah, they're saying that it's more complete movie Winter Soldier, which yeah. you could kind of get because that's more more of a confined story yeah maybe more of a personal story yeah definitely where this is expanding way out like we're getting to avengers level yeah if not more like right. if you count the amount of heroes in this movie we're probably more than we're in age of ultron that's right and i heard it's better than age of Ultron. yeah yeah which yeah i'm, I'm happy but i enjoyed me. age of ultron i admit there's flaws yeah and so if it sits between somewhere between age of ultron and winter soldier <sighs> we're, we're in for a treat yeah, yeah definitely with spider-man coming out there's been Again, lots of talk. We spoke a bit about some of the domains yeah, that, that yeah. The Marvel registered. Yeah, Homecoming, and there's a couple yeah, other a couple funny others. ones. Yeah. But then Kevin Feige came out and confirmed that, indeed, MCU characters will show up in the Spider-Man That's standalone awesome. movie. Which I think we all kind of knew, but it's just great to hear. It's confirmed. great to hear it. And this yeah. isn't going to be some like standalone movie that's on the periphery. Because you kind of get that feel with the Netflix series, right? Yeah. They're kind of, they're standing outside. They kind of say, oh, hey, there's this thing exactly. in New York. Well, this seems like it's going to be much more integrated into Absolutely. it. They may do go off and do their own Venom thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this, and uh, whether or not that has a spy, that Tom Holland Spider-Man in it. Right. It's another question. Mm-hmm. But... This is going to have you know really close ties, and the repercussions from Civil War will be felt in this movie. Yes, and the mo- other movies that continue on from Spider Man, yeah. the repercussions will be felt in those movies. So oh, I think that's, that's awesome. really cool. So they're going to have a lot of impact stuff, mm-hmm. and it'd be nice. It'd be good to have a nice self-contained, personal, small Spider Man. Yes, story. exactly. Kind of like that Ant Man scale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's what I want. It's not the world is ending. We need Spider Man. Exactly, right? Exactly. Which, in, to, in all fairness, uh, Sony's been pretty good at keeping it yeah. small. I have to mix. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. It's kind of New York-centric stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's just in, the, in this day and age of superhero movie films, they're all, they're all the world's ending, the world's ending. I think yeah. Deadpool and Ant-Man have done it the best lately. Yeah. As lately. We're so yeah. self-contained that you don't have to worry about, you know, why didn't Spider-Man just call up Iron Man? Exactly. If it's something small and personal, it's kind of like, 
you don't need those characters exactly. in that movie, exactly. especially the big guys, right? It'd be cool actually going back to that though if they had a little nod. I remember to the old Spider-Man comics when he needed help. You know, he calls Thor and he's out doing something yeah. else, and he, Fantastic Four is in like the negative zone. It kind of be neat just to see a little thing like these guys are busy. Yeah, he calls Iron Man, and Iron Man's like in a battle somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of busy right now, Peter. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So, and with we talked a little bit about Doctor Strange. We got the set photos last week. Yeah. And we got the the official announcement that they finished principal photography. Nice. And this week, tomorrow, Tuesday, for those people listening right now, (laughs) yeah, we're getting our first trailer. Yeah. Teaser trailer of sorts. Probably going to be in the minute thirty range Mm -hmm. or whatever. So. Super pumped! So and this have, is on Jimmy Kimmel. Or, yeah, yeah, he gets all the good. Uh, so he's trailers. having this big week. So I think to on Tuesday night, or maybe even Monday night. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's having Team Cap on one night. Oh, nice! Team Iron Man on another night. Brilliant! And they're dropping this trailer on the Tuesday, and then Hemsworth is in there in the middle promoting Huntsman. Oh, man. so he's inevitably going to get questions about. You know, what side do you fall on? Yeah, Why are exactly. you in this movie? Stuff like that. So, That's genius. Yeah, and Kimmel gets all this stuff because ABC owns... Oh, yeah. Or Disney owns ABC and, and Jimmy Kimmel's on oh, ABC. Yeah, but, but he even got um the BBS yeah. stuff too. I don't know. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big form, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what his viewership's <laughs> like, but yeah. Yeah, he seems to get all the, these no exclusives. And, Great job. So it, it, it'd be pretty cool. I'm super excited to see that, that yeah. trailer because it's something like we've talked about that you don't really know much it's about. It's unknown. I don't know a lot about Doctor Strange. Yeah, I'm not so, going to lie. I'm not a big Doctor Strange guy, but no. I'm intrigued, right? Very yeah. intrigued. And this trailer, I think, is going to be uh-huh. the real jumping off point. Like, I have a feeling that this is going to be a really good trailer, and yeah. I'm going to get super stoked, and I'm going to have some down dark path of reading Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, comics. right? I'm probably going to get the, the Doctor Strange <laughs> Marvel selects the next yeah. week after this. So, yeah. Before we jump into some Star Wars stuff, I got one thing I have to address here. <laughs> yeah. I figure we have the forum here. Hopefully Baron's listening. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> so, to give a little context here. <laughs> we had a little discussion on Twitter with a friend of the show, Baron, from Delayed yeah. Offside Podcast. Go check him out. Great stuff. Yeah. He did our Deadpool review with us, and he'll be coming back for Civil War. Can't wait. Um, he missed the uh, Batman vs. Superman because he had some concert or something. Yeah, Aqua. <laughs> but uh, we had a little talk, yeah. and he goes out and throws the... Captain America First Avenger oh, man. is one of the weakest Marvel movies. Just throwing stones at us. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Just after we got over that last episode. Right. 75 years of Captain America. <laughs> we're here celebrating. And he lobs this grenade into our court. Baron, come on. We need a little more explanation. Yeah, man. I'm Classic lo- in the making. Like I said, that's, it's a brilliant movie. Yeah. yeah you guys fantastic. heard the podcast. Go yeah. back and check it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go back and check out our, our last podcast. Yeah, episode 16? Uh, yeah. yeah. Just hear us talk a little bit about Captain America. And we go into some depth about the movies and stuff like that. And where we think this kind of movie sits as far as um, how it's portrayed. Yeah. And you know, this relevance to the MCU. Uh, right, the setup, it, you know, builds. It's, exactly. It's universe building, right? Yeah. yeah, but Baron, go back revisit that. Rethink yeah. those comments. Maybe talk, take those off Twitter, and then we'll, we'll have them maybe a little that's bit. Right, dis- that's right. Yeah, let's we'll take this up. So I, I, I'm challenging you right here to to actually point out to me the big flaws, yeah. and we'll talk about about this on the Civil War podcast. Yeah, because he was mentioning I think X Men Origins and Fantastic Four on the same page. I'm like, you're nuts. Yeah, this, this was <laughs> yeah. So this is where he equated it to. It's as bad as. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, and 2015. 2015 Fantastic Four. Wow. Like that, that's that's some bottom of the barrel movies there. Like that that, that really hurt. Like <laughs> So I'll be interested to see a little yeah. more depth, you know, what's this. And again, film subjective. It's very subjective, you right? Can, yeah. You can have, you can put these movies wherever you like. Yeah. But I don't agree with it. <laughs> 
So, talk a bit about the top here. We yeah. had a ton of Star Wars stuff come oh, out. Oh my goodness. News, yeah. new books, yeah. movies, everything, right? It's just coming out of the woodworks. Mm-hmm. And I can barely contain myself here. <laughs> There's just so much stuff to, to so much to watch, to catch up on, to oh, yeah. to keep yourself in the loop. So much to speculate, right? Exactly. Oh man. And just keep yourself in the loop. Yeah. And just you know, just oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm out of words. <laughs> but yeah. so this week, this past week, we got the 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 Poe Dameron comic. Now I know you didn't read it, so I'm not mm-hmm. gonna spoil it or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's a pretty s- small story. Okay, cool. And it's it's launching out into an, uh, an ongoing series. Right, that's what uh, I heard, or at least kind of on par with the Canyon one, like maybe twelve or thirteen. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I guess yeah. it's kind of a wait and see. Yeah, it's like we'll do the first ten. If it sells big, then we'll continue it or whatever. Right. But it's a, it's our kind of first comic story that's within the Force Awakens yes. era. Yeah. And this week, actually, we're getting the one shot C three PO too so yeah which is cool because that was mentioned in the blu-ray yes, eh? i love that shout yeah. out yeah and um but it was, a, it was a really great story and they had written themselves into a bit of a corner with oh. poe when it come coming out of before the awakening okay. so post short short story in that book mm-hmm. and essentially they kind of wrote him in a way where it leads almost directly into the force awakens where wow. he's going to jacku yeah to jacku wow and so they they what they've done and cleverly enough because as soon as i open the pages and they're talking i'm like wait a minute, they're already stepping on canon. They're like wow. one comic into it. And then Charles Scholl, who's the writer, who's coming to the Calgary Entertainment or Comic and Entertainment Expo. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to seeing him. Absolutely. They cleverly wrote themselves out of a corner. And because I was looking exactly for this. Okay. And they're kind of like, they actually they have this interaction between Leia and Poe. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of more or less where you leave yourself in uh, the Port of the Awakening book. Okay. And they kind of say... You know, we need to find this guy, and they kind of give a little bit more background at who he is. Yeah, I won't spoil that for you, but it's pretty cool how they start explaining his character more and how he relates to Leia and nice. how he relates to the greater part of the galaxy cool. and, and why he may or may not have this specific piece um, that leads you to Luke. Right. So it's really cool there because at the end of the Before the Awakening, they're kind of like you have to go find this Max von Sydow character. Right. And the, the in the comic, they're kind of like. But before you do that, can you go do this? <laughs> so I say cleverly, but it's, yeah. it's pretty simple how they've done it. But I'm happy that they acknowledged it. That's good. And Absolutely. The, the art's good. Mm-hmm. And we see some very familiar characters, which nice. is pretty cool. And one thing I actually want to say. So in the comic, they also have um, this Snap Wexley. Okay. Who's uh, one of the X-Wing pilots that you see at the Resistance base. Mm-hmm. He's uh, the bigger guy with the beard. With the beard, okay, yeah. So I was reading, I just finished Aftermath. Yeah. I had like 20 minutes left in the audiobook, and I finished it last week. And I'm sitting there thinking, Wexley, Wexley. Yeah, so the related main, to... The main character in the book is, or one of the main characters is Tim and Wexley. Okay. And his mom, Nora Wexley. Okay. And I was saying, why did, like, is that his dad? Uh-huh. And a little Googling, and it turns out, because the book is set right after Return of the Jedi, yeah. Tim and Wexley, Wexley is this Snap Wexley guy. But it's, so it's that character, but it's 30 years before. And he's like a 15-year-old in the book. Oh, cool. Okay. So I was like, I was like, oh, that's really... And I, I don't know why it took me so long to figure that out. Yeah. And then maybe because, you know, Snapbox is kind of a background character. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started watching the some of the content and I was like, huh, I, I, I recognize this name. Why do... And it's interesting because I was like, oh, that made that book so much more. Uh, like, I, I love it, the connection to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Even though he's like this periphery character... And he doesn't have a humongous impact. Yeah. I kind of like. I liked him in The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of J.J. Abrams movies. That's too. what I heard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's a pretty cool connection there to see. And now I'm even more excited for the next Aftermath book because it looks yeah. like it's going to continue with those characters. Nice. And now that I know this character has roots in The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. 
and he seems to be continuing through with Resistance, and he's in this Poe Dameron comic as well. Yeah. I was like, that's a pretty cool tie. Yeah. I really like that, because I cool. felt like when we were reading that Aftermath book or listening to it, I felt it because a bit distanced from The Force Awakens oh, stuff. okay, yeah. Because I'm really trying to focus some of my reading and keeping up with stuff around The Force Awakens. Nice. And having that connection now, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah I, I really dig this so now. That's so cool. And you really grow attached to these, because they're almost all new characters. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. It's a little nice little interlude of Jakku in there. Yeah, some that's cool, stuff. cool. So it's kind of like a little bit of like the new Wedge Altilles. Yeah. Wedge Altilles, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, so like I said at the start, we got our hands on The Force Awakens. You know, the yeah. digital copy dropped, but we finally got our steel books. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool steel book. We got Caliban on the front, nice embossed case. Yeah, it's a nice case. I'm, I'm on the dark side, man. I might yeah. have to get more steel books now after yeah, this. It's, yeah, it's the way to go. You it know, is. You get the same movie. It might be a buck or two more expensive, mm-hmm. if that. And you get this beautiful case. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's nice. super exclusive, too, so they're super collectible. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So it's the way to go. So yeah. we, I know you had fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> watching the content. Yeah. Damn you, BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing? Yeah. So we decided to watch uh, all the special features, you know. And we decided that every time BB-8 pops up in this special feature... Uh, Courtney, my fiance, and I will take a sip of rum, a shot of rum, each time we see BB-8. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't know BB-8 would be showing up so often in those uh, special features. <laughs> he had so. a whole special feature dedicated to himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was quite prevalent through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 he was. So, yeah. so they had the, the Cinematic Journey documentary. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing that I watched. Yeah, the four, four chapters, that one, right? Was yeah, the four yeah. chapters, yeah. yeah. And it was about an hour, just over an hour long. Yeah. And it was it was more or less because the rest of the content is kind of spoken about, yeah. With the exception of the deleted scenes in this kind of cinematic journey, mm-hmm. and it's a real it really chronicles kind of from the point at which Lucasfilm was purchased by Disney, yeah. And they when they brought on Kathleen Kennedy, yeah, to be the president of mm-hmm. Lucasfilm when they brought in J.J. Abrams, they showed them yeah. actually announcing it, yeah. And then going through the steps, producing the characters and the creatures and yeah. the story, this thing made me so excited for what Lucasfilm is doing. Definitely. I'm already there, mm-hmm. 110% across the board. But this is being made by fans yes. of the franchise. That's what I got watching this whole thing. And yeah. there's so much talk by the actors, the writers, the director, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, about a responsibility yeah. they have for this franchise. Exactly. Yes, it is a way to make money. Mm-hmm. And Disney knows they're going to make money and they're going to turn these things out. But the confidence I got from watching this was that, you know, these people feel this responsibility, this weight on their shoulders. They have to produce the best content for the fans as they are fans of it. They do not want to disappoint. Yeah, there's no phoning in in this at all. Exactly. And that was just, it was so nice to see and so refreshing, you know. And it's, this is something that you could have compiled and, and thrown that in, mm-hmm. but these are people genuinely speaking about yeah. their love for Star Wars oh, yeah. and how privileged they are to be working on these things. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about people from Pinewood Studios, generations, their father worked, yes, worked on the sets, <laughs> on the sets oh, of the originals, man. and they're here doing the sets yeah. for the, the Force Awakens. Yeah. And you know they brought back Lawrence Kasdan mm-hmm. as a writer. Uh, he wrote Empire and Return yeah, of Jedi and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, right? yeah. And they're bringing in people. And even if it was just for a couple scenes, yeah. Warwick Davis they brought back. Yeah. 
just to have them in the movie. Just to say, you know what, guys? This is a real kind of changing of the guards, mm-hmm. passing to a new generation. Yep. We need to have everyone here to, to pass it on. Yeah. And, you know, and people like John Boyega and that, who had auditioned nine, nine times, times yeah. to get the role. He wanted it. Yeah. Yeah, that's and incredible. And he was the most fun to watch. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, just watching him on there. I, it was, I felt like that's how I would be. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had any sort of acting talent <laughs> and could get anywhere near something like this, mm-hmm. that's, I feel like if I'm on a Star Wars set... And like the first time that he saw the the Millennium Falcon, oh, the yeah. full scale Millennium yeah. Falcon, and he was freaking out yeah. about it. And you know the first time I met Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. and this guy was giddy, yeah, and just excited to be there every day. Definitely. Like everything they showed him, and you know the passion that these guys are showing is is incredible, it which is. makes me really excited to see where they want to take these characters because yeah. they seem to have some influence, at least the actors, on the direction of the characters. Because yeah. we we looked at um, Oscar Isaac's character, yes. Paul Dameron, yeah. And he was originally supposed to die. Yeah, that's right. And I'm so happy they didn't. But Oscar Isaac said to J.J. Abrams, you know, what can we do here? I've died in the last five movies (laughs) that I've been in very early on in the movie. I don't want to do this again. So it looks like maybe Poe wasn't supposed to make it off Jakku. Right. That's what I was thinking. And um, and he was kind of the sacrifice that maybe the first sacrifice that Kylo Ren. Right. From the resistance, and mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a significant thing, maybe for Leia. Yeah, but he convinced them to, to keep him on, and he shows back up later on the and movie. I'm so glad they did. Yeah, so much history going on there too. Like, like they even mentioned, like you really have history to go back onto yeah. making these movies. I, I, it's just fantastic the the effort and the respect that they have for this universe. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing I've ever seen. Well, they call it like it's almost like making a period piece. Yes, because they've gone back and meticulously recreated yeah. props and sets. Like mm. I guess the Falcon. Yeah, they had a guy come in and he took every single photo they had in the archives and went through this thing with a fine tooth comb wow. to make sure everything on the Falcon. When we came back onto it, yeah. it was like we never left. That's it. brilliant. Like yeah. the textures and the props on mm-hmm. it, everything had to be to the T wow. perfect. That's incredible. Yeah, like you said, it's all about this respect. Mm-hmm. They went through the Lucasfilm archives. They took like it looked like they took the whole crowd, like the writers, directors, everyone, and mm-hmm. went through the old Lucasfilm archives, which would be something unreal to experience. Oh my goodness! And like you're looking, they had that full scale model, or not full scale model, but the the large scale model of the Death Star that yeah. J.J. Abrams is looking at, and that's just something that they 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 showed right through is how they've gone back to these practical effects, mm-hmm. back to to filming it on actual film. Yeah. They really project you back into those films and make you that feel time. like you're watching a film from 1983. Right. Yeah. And it's the same ILM guys. Like Dennis Muren, he was on all the Star Wars movies. He did Jurassic Park and stuff like that. He's, wow. He was one of the guys that they were showing there. Yeah. And he's one of the, the original ILM guys. You, if you go look back at old photos and books and stuff like that, he's the guy that's, you know, they're hanging up the, the TIE fighters. And oh, they're, wow. It's incredible the people the that they brought back, right? This, this history. One interesting comment that they did make was that. They want to augment the CG with live action. Right. And it was interesting, the guy that said that, I was kind of like, I feel like that's opposite of what they've done here. Mm-hmm. Because they had a whole thing there where they were in um, Abu Dhabi. Yes. Right, where they're in the desert. Yeah, for Jakku. That set, like that, like I couldn't tell what was fake and what was real right. in that. And it showed me that a lot of it was real. Yeah. Even to the point where, you know, they showed the full scale model of the TIE fighter that mm-hmm. had crashed. Very short scene, yeah. fairly significant scene, but they built this full-scale model for, what, like 30, 40, maybe a minute on yeah, screen? maybe. It just shows the commitment that they have. Or even like when they did um, the end battle scene, the forest. Oh my gosh, they made that from scratch. That, That's incredible. Yeah, so I guess they had like every, every back lot and every studio at Pinewoods 
But that forest scene. Oh my goodness! I would have sworn that was a set. That's what I would. Or thought. not, not, or, a, set, or not uh, a set. A live, like a live. Um, yeah, on location. On show. location. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would have argued that for weeks. Yeah. That there's no way that that's not real. Yeah, sure. The snow coming down might be CG or whatever. Right. But there, there must be out in the woods. Oh. And they said because I guess because the limited amount of time that they had exactly for the with, nighttime yeah, shots, they couldn't just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so they created these things, and you. Just, I couldn't imagine walking into this. Oh my goodness. And they could have augmented the sets with real trees and they had fake trees and they Even had painted trees in the background. Yeah, like the whole background oh. isn't real. Yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, they go in and tweak it with CG, but yeah. I could not believe the effort that was put into yeah. the practicality of it all. Mm-hmm. No, it's incredible. And, and then the, the base that they did, the underground base, when they put that together, just. <sighs> Yeah. Again, the roots going out in and out of the base, just incredible. I'm hoping that we that's that sort of stuff is what we get in the new Star Wars land. Oh, in, in, right. Because Disney does that stuff fantastically, yeah. setting it up and making you feel like you're on set. Right. I'm yeah. really hoping that's what we get. Is definitely very similar stuff to that. Yeah. I know. I know. It's <laughs> we always gush over <laughs> Star Wars, but if you're gonna watch something, you know, from the Blu-ray content, with yeah. the exception of the deleted scenes. Check out the cinematic. Oh, yeah, it's a must. It just it just gives you so much more respect for the filmmakers themselves Definitely. and what they've been able to put together. Yeah. Did you notice that at times they kept calling Kylo Ren Kilo Ren? That's interesting, eh? Yeah. So it was the guy that designed Kylo Ren's costume mm-hmm. kept calling him Kilo Ren. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. That's different. But yeah. then when Mark Hamill when they're doing the table read, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill referred to him as Kilo Ren as well. Oh. Without J.J. Abrams, and J.J. Abrams was in both of these shots and right. didn't correct so I don't know if that was just a thing like ah whatever let it slide let it slide yeah. or if he was supposed to be called Kilo, Kilo Ren. Ren yeah I'm glad with. they changed it yeah I like Kylo more. better yeah I guess when they're designing his uniform or mm-hmm. outfit or whatever costume I guess the initial thought was to have him look a bit more like Phasma yes I heard about that yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. So, so they're talking the costume designer was like oh I kind of designed him more like Phasma with the silver and I guess he had a prop model standing there of kind yeah. of more of the silver costume. Mm-hmm. And Kathleen Kennedy came in, who's the president of Lucasfilm, and said, what is that? Yeah. That has to be in the film. That's so cool. And thus was born Captain Phasma. Yeah. That's and so cool. It's, it's pretty cool because these guys are doing hundreds and hundreds of drawings and pictures. Oh, and the like sketches are incredible. And I guess wow. a lot of it, too, was J.J. Abrams was just like, draw me stuff. Yeah. I'll come in and tell you what I like yeah. and what I want and what I want more of. And it was a lot of these guys just creating, just sitting down and mm-hmm. going through the process. And it, it just must be quite an experience to see something that you've drawn, mm-hmm. put time and effort into, come to life come to on life screen. Like that? Yeah. Which is like Maz Katana's character. Yeah. Seeing that whole motion capture and that sequence that they, they, they put together. Yeah. That's just brilliant what they did with her. Exactly. Like, wow. And you know, you have Andy Circus there, kind of yeah, the master yeah, of it's all of this. mentoring her, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he has that small part in there too where he's mm-hmm. doing a little motion capture, but... Which is so cool how they, they, they describe how they shoot that by him being up top yeah. and projecting his voice down towards them as opposed to just having someone like, you know, close to their face, five feet away, talking to them like a normal person. Yeah. I love or like having yeah, the actors be like, just look up there exactly. somewhere. Because they have something to focus on and a character to react off of exactly. as well, right? Yeah. And Andy Circus doing his voices and yeah. stuff like that. It's just incredible. And, and, and like he says, like it's so easy for where he is positioned to just kind of like overact the power of Snoke, but he just keeps it very controlled, yeah. just executes that so well. Yeah, he's yeah. so awesome. Brilliant. And you know, one thing is interesting because a lot of people poked at this movie and saying, yeah, it's just a rehash of the yeah. originals. But J.J. Abrams kind of came out and said, well, yeah, you know, we were, we were trying to do some of that. 
Yeah. Well, he's talking specifically about the cantina scene. Yeah. He said, it's our cantina scene. Yeah. Like it's, I'm not trying to recreate, and people, yes, are going to say, well, it's just the so, cantina yeah, scene. So, yeah, oh, yeah. But he says, this is what we're trying to do, right? Yeah. You know, I like, he said, I want to build a world where you think these could be all over the place. Exactly. Kind of these watering holes where you kind of have this mixture of life, these creatures. And it makes sense. And yeah, it's yeah. like there's like 400 bars in Calgary. <laughs> exactly. That's just Calgary, yeah. right? Like, Why would there be two cantinas <laughs> or cantina like things in yeah, the universe? In the universe, right? And it's cool because he says it's like it, it, to me it wouldn't be a Star Wars film without the cantina so exactly. I was like yeah it totally makes sense to me and he, yeah. you know a lot of focus on you know doing the, the right thing for the fans and you know revisiting old sets mm-hmm. or old ideas but not just for the sake of doing it you know not pulling on nostalgia just for the sake of it yeah. he really expressed this want and this need to have the story being driven forward through visiting these sets you know yes. through having the Falcon there through having the, the fallen Adats and you know, revisiting some of the, the old looks of the, the Star Destroyer stations. It wasn't just there to be like, oh, yeah, this is a homage or yeah. whatever. This is there because the story requires it to be there, which exactly. I thought was really cool. Yeah, it serves a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, we talk a little bit about, you know, this idea of C-3PO. We were getting his comic to explain his red arm. Yeah. And JJ went through and kind of explained why does he have his red arm? Exactly. At least from a story perspective, not yeah. exactly how he got his red mm-hmm. arm. And it was like we had the silver leg in yeah. A New Hope. And now we have the red arm in Force Awakens. And it's really stamping and showing, you know, this is RC-3PO. Yeah, He's he has from, history. Exactly. Yeah. His history, but also kind of standing in for the new generation. Exactly. Like, this is what's different about him. Yeah. And he has his new, oh, new arm. Yeah, kind of at the end there, so cool. Yeah, kind of cool. I like how they even touch on Carrie Fisher's acting, how yeah. it was pretty shaky yeah. at first there. Yeah. And she yeah. was fully admitting, saying, like, you know, she hasn't acted for a while. And she yeah. says, this is the worst day I've ever yeah. had on set. Yeah. It was cool to see them acknowledge that because yeah. this is something that a lot of people worried about was like, she hadn't done anything forever. Exactly. How is she going to do in this movie, this mm-hmm. humongous movie? Huge. What was interesting about this, they didn't cut this documentary to be very much like everything's positive, yeah, everything's ABC good. ABC special cookie Yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah. It, was, it was a lot of that, mm-hmm. but that's because it was the people expressing their love and, and desire and and everything for working on this. Yeah. But you got to Harrison Ford, and he's kind of like, you know what? I was kind of hesitant. Yeah. I didn't see the need for me to come back to this franchise. Yeah. Unlike what he's super excited about Indiana Jones. Yeah. But this, he was kind of like, eh, I'm a bit tentative. Yeah. But then he gets to read the script, yeah. talk to JJ about the character, and he kind of finally goes into this idea of like, you know, I didn't hadn't signed on for Return of the Jedi or whatever. Yeah. I didn't want to kill him for to kill him's sake because I didn't want to play him. I just thought his story was done. Exactly. And I wanted him to have relevance to the story. I wanted yes. him to have the sacrifice that meant something for exactly. the story. And he was given that in this film. Yeah. And I think it really propels Kylo Ren forward. Oh, definitely. It's it's, it's a necessary evil to have exactly. Han Solo die because that really shows you what kind of character that he isn't just. A villain for villain's sake, right? Exactly. He is a villain with some that he thinks he's right mm-hmm. at what he's doing to the point where he's going to kill his father. Exactly. Especially because he's having throughout the film, you see that he's struggling with the light side still yeah. trying to come out of him. This is his commitment now with him killing Han. It's over. He's he's on the dark side for exactly. good. Exactly. There's no uh, coming back. At least I don't think he's going to. No, I, yeah. no redemption there. Yeah, please, I don't think please. so. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so, think so. And, you know, they talked a lot about you know the story. Yes, it's there. It's a generational handoff. It's we're revisiting a lot of this, but a lot of it is getting to Luke. And it's about yes. Luke. Yeah. And even though he's only in it for ten seconds yeah. or whatever, and he doesn't say a single word, all of it is about getting to Luke and figuring out where Luke is, which yeah. is pretty cool. That you know, come boiling it right down. To just you know one sentence, what this movie's about, it's about getting to Luke. Yeah, and that's yeah. what JJ said. 
And, you know, Lawrence Kazan is, an, you know, he's another fantastic writer that contributed heavily to this. Yeah. And, you know, there's scenes of those guys sitting on set, sitting oh, yeah. on the Star Destroyer, sitting in Jakku, and they're just sitting there hashing out things. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I, dude, how great would that be? Like, you're these, these fans are coming back. They've written this script. J.J. Abrams is directing this. Yeah. And he's sitting there hashing things out while there's stormtroopers walking around behind him. Right. He's sitting, and there's a TIE fighter over there. And you know, it just, it's, there's it's creatures that blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's such an experience. And go check it out. Yeah, it's, if, it's a must. Yeah, every Star Wars fan, you, you have to yeah. watch it. And it really gives you a feeling that, like I said at the top, that Lucasfilm is the, they're in good hands. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not worried at all about going not forward. One so, one thing that we are really excited about mm-hmm. coming up this were the deleted scenes. Yeah. It's one of the most highly anticipated portions of the Blu ray content. Definitely. We got some teasers. We got a teaser of the Kylo Ren scene walking yeah, on the, the, the Falcon. Falcon. Yep. And there's also rumors of a few other scenes. One yeah. in particular that we had talked about quite a couple times mm. was the scene with Maze Katana. Yeah. It wasn't there. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this before we started recording. Maybe it's not there for a reason. Right. Because we know the character. She's confirmed for episode eight. Yeah. I think her role has been increased too. Or at least they mentioned she's having yeah. a bigger role. So it's interesting because this is this is something that you brought to my attention. Her using the force. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested to see if they develop that a little more yeah. in the next movie. I'm sure they will. And yeah. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't there. I know. Also, no Constable Zuvio. Yeah. What, Where what is hell? this guy? <laughs> I have a six inch, <laughs> right? Three and three quarter That's inch. That's really weird. And again, not on there. It was like this character was in an Entertainment Weekly magazine photo shoot. Yeah. Like. The, the, his full face and there's several of them yeah i have no idea where this character is and there's no explanation as to why he's in there it's not like he's some pivotal character like they may or may not revisit jakku yeah in a flashback or something like that but again why not just have that scene in there it's not like exactly. it's going to change the tone of the movie or maybe it's not going to change who ray is or anything like no that. so unless it's ray's dad <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah it is really weird that it's not even in the deleted scenes though it's yeah. just completely wiped out yeah. So we had a few deleted scenes here. I'm going to run down a couple of them. Yep. Let's just say whether we agree with them being pulled out or which we think they should be inserted back in. Cool. So the first one was the Finn and the villagers. So Finn raises the gun, mm-hmm. points it directly at a villager, yeah. and then kind of puts it down, and you, you kind of see him starting to question things. Yeah. Do you think that needs to be in the movie or not? No, I think I think it did need to be in there. Agreed. I think yeah. we got enough of that message. Yeah, we got a sense that he, you know, has a, a good heart. He doesn't yeah. want to kill people. Exactly. Yeah. The Jakku message. So Leia receives some message from Jakku oh, in yeah. the Resistance base. Yeah. Uh, we do see Snap Wexley in the scene. Mm-hmm. We get our first look at the, the Resistance base. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, it's just something that uh, something's happened with Poe po and the captured. villagers and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Do you think that need to be in there? Because I think this would have been earlier on yeah so we would have got this would have been our introduction to leia exactly which i'm not sure would have been the right move yeah which is why i'd pull it too yeah yeah i agree yeah it's it was too early to show all those characters mm-hmm. it probably would have felt a little out of place yeah having all of a sudden the resistance there it's like oh there's leia yeah i liked her entrance you know coming off the ship and seeing han, han and chewy yeah exactly Ray, yeah. i thought that was the right moment to bring definitely, her in definitely so that, i think that was good taking that out yeah there's an unfinished x-wing going to light speed so i think this is probably poe and uh his squadron going to uh mace katana's oh castle castle right. to fight the force away or the force Week. The, the, the first, first order, order. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's pretty unfinished yeah or might have been them going to star killer base i cannot oh yeah that's true either or yeah anyways 
doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. Did you think it needed to be in or out? No, I think no. it could have been taken out while well, yeah. it was still. So, yeah. How about this scene? So we've seen this before. Kylo Ren boards the Falcon. I would have liked to seen that. Me too. Yeah, I definitely would have liked to see him in the Falcon there. Yeah, it's sure. this whole like the villain entering the hero yeah. sanctuary. Yeah. And it kind of it just doesn't, I don't know, the feel that he gets. And you see the snowtroopers come on and he kind of sits there. It kind of builds a little more of that tension between Kylo Ren and Han Solo. Like Kylo Ren comes on board yeah. and he kind of Han Solo. Like, yeah. You kind of get a little more feel as he knows who Han is. He yeah. knows that this is his ship. Exactly. I think about, I think that would have been that cool. Been pretty cool. When would have that been though? Would have that been like after Han and Finn have already gone onto the base? The yeah. Story base, so they, they would have crashed been... the Falcon. Yeah. Because when he comes off the Falcon, he looks up and he sees the X-Wings coming in. Yes. To, to So it's somewhere in between when the big battle starts and when Han and Chewie jump in. Right. This snow speeder chase. So again, it was half finished. It was just... Finn and Ray yeah. turn on shooting um, snow, uh, some snowtroopers. Yeah. This is actually a Lego set. Oh, really? So sometimes with the Legos, they must get early, they kind of just like, oh, we want to create a ship or yeah. whatever. And they get some early scenes. And this must have been one of the early scenes that they For gave sure. the Lego creators. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is going to be an interesting big action piece. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they, you, you get it, and it's kind of like, where's this in the movie? Yeah. Why, why is there a snow speeder <laughs> chase and there's nothing in the movie? Well, there's where a whole would Lego that set. fit in, though? I don't know. That was yeah. something I was trying to think of. I don't know where that would have fit in. Because technically, like, Finn would have been Kato, well, knocked out at that point. It would have have to have been before that. It would have have to have been, but... I don't know where it would have fit in exactly. Yeah, I'm know. sure, like, again, I haven't gone back and rewatched it. I'm saving it. i got a plane ride tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saving it for that. But I'd be interested to go back and see if I can place some of these scenes right, in. Yeah. That one, I, that was one of the ones I couldn't, yeah, from my memory, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. figure out where it would have fit in. Yeah. To a point where it's both of them... And they get in a snowspeeder because then they got to come back around at some point. Yeah. And then interact with Kylo Ren. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure yeah. where that would have fallen. But yeah, I'm fine with that being yeah, taken out. Yeah, definitely. There's another action piece that I don't think really would have added anything no. to the battle. There's some cool scenes with, like, it was Finn and he's driving and shooting. But we had already understood that he was pretty good marksman. Exactly. He's pretty much a badass fighter. Yeah, he's a warrior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then we have this Finn will be fine yes. scene. <laughs> so it was funny because we watched this and my wife was like who is that creepy lady <laughs> and because and i didn't realize because i knew she was in the film and we were talking just before and and you said oh she's the one that uh heals chewy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. works on chewy and she was she had this kind of creepy smile yeah just came over and kind of put her arm <laughs> and finn will be fine yeah and just while smiling the whole time yeah I, was she in the original? Like that's what I wondered because when even the scene with Chewie, I was like, is, was was she in the originals? You know? Yeah, I don't. It, I don't, it seemed yeah. weird. Like there's something there that I'm missing. Yeah, like, I don't know contextually whether she's a character that I should know. Yeah, that's like it just felt like because they were just just lingering on her, and it was kind of like this is different. Yeah, so a little out of place. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for her, I would have said yeah. <laughs> but uh, with her the scene is a little weird yeah so I, I would I would take it out yeah it's a little strange yeah it? and the last one which was I thought the most interesting this is the only one I hadn't seen yeah. really or the one I guess out of the ones that I really liked it's this tunnel standoff scene mm-hmm. so we have Han Chewie Mace Katana and Finn yeah and they're trapped by stormtroopers coming down the stairs yeah and you get some nice banter between Han and Finn yeah and this revelation that Han says, you know, why are you mad? Is it the Stormtrooper boots? And Finn says, oh, that's how you knew. And I thought it was really cool because it kind of furthered this interaction in between Han and Finn and how Han, Han, how Han <laughs> understood that 
Finn was lying. Yeah. Because he had that remark where, you know, the woman always finds out that uh, you're lying yeah, or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And the chemistry throughout the whole movie has been great, right? Yeah. So I like that scene too. Yeah, I think yeah. that sh- that should have that should have stayed. Made in. it, yeah. But again, it was, I guess, a little bit difficult as to how they get out of that situation. Well, see, that's, yeah. But that, that kind of falls into where that, that mask kind of scene should have yeah, led, right? It's a her using the force, right? Yeah, exactly. Dropping rocks on them or yeah, something? Yeah, on, on the stormtroopers yeah. so they could get out. So, yeah, mm-hmm. weird. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but it was cool. It was, it was nice to see some of those deleted scenes. It wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be. For sure. Um, it was only about six minutes or so, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah. I still might have to th- go back to my prequels, Blu-ray. I think those ones pack a punch. Yeah. And if I had to compare the, 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 the set or even episodes three Blu-ray package to uh, Force Awakens package, I yeah. might have to go to episode three still. Okay. I had, I had a lot content. riding on this one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because after that, we really got, we kind of got this building a BB-8 thing. Yeah. So BB-8 is actually something we didn't really talk about. He was quite heavily featured in the cinematic journey. Yeah. And I didn't realize there was a puppet. Yeah. Through the majority of it. Because mm. uh, the, there's a couple of scenes in Jack Who, <laughs> this guy in a green suit just sprinting <laughs> after with the BB-8 kind of uh, really thing. A little and, Teletubby thing kind yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought it was, because they kept making a lot of reference to you know, when they had Celebration, they brought BB-8 out. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was all this animatronic thing. Yeah. But it turns out, I guess they had more control over it. I guess overall, it was probably easier. <laughs> yeah. And then they just removed this guy out of the yeah. scene, right? Yeah. But really it looks like they had tons. Like they had three or four different variations of BB-8. Tons, yeah. Uh, one animatronic, a couple puppets, mm-hmm. one that kind of rolled on its own for the, the more intimate scenes. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to see how they kind of create came up with BB-8 and developed this. And it was mm-hmm. not just J.J. Abrams being like, yeah, what about this with just like that? And they kind of, like, I guess, a snowman without a middle part. <laughs> so, And then they also had this creating this, the creatures. So like the extensiveness that they go to at demonstrating to us how many creatures were created. Oh, wow. And the detail they go into. And the fact that these guys go and create these. And some of them don't even get put on. It's kind yeah. of like, just create something and we'll see if it fits the universe. Exactly. Fits what I want. And it was really cool because this was focusing a little lot, a lot in on the cantina scene, yeah, um, or Maze's castle, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. But it was it was really cool to see how they kind of went through the process mm-hmm. of creating all these things, and it's very reminiscent of what they did in Return of the Jedi yeah. and, and Star New Wars Hope Episode One, yeah, or not Episode One, uh, New Hope, yeah. yeah. And so it was really cool to see that, and then even the Chewie costumes, yeah, the. the Time that they spent individually tying those hairs. That's that's something else. That's commitment right there. It's exactly that. That's <laughs> that's the only word you can use to describe this. Is, yeah. is commitment to a craft. Yeah. To putting something on film. Like they could have easily like they did I'm pretty sure in chunks of episode, episode three, three. Use, yeah. use CG, CG. Right? Yeah, yeah. The content on here, yes, mm-hmm. some of it was limited and wasn't as much as maybe we wanted, mm-hmm. but what they did show was fantastic. Oh yeah, definitely definitely agree and it was nice to see the john williams thing too oh yeah as well love that just you know john williams is getting up in age he's actually not scoring rogue one right this is the first time that he'll be yeah there'll be elements of of his score in there Mm -hmm. um but it's the first time he won't be scoring a star wars movie so it's nice to see him and again it's again this another passing of the guards changing of the guards passing generations he came back he did it now maybe it's time for someone else to take over the helm and and run with the the score maybe we get our, our next generation john williams exactly I recommend to go out and get the, the Blu-ray content. Definitely. It's worth it. Oh, yeah. And go out and try to grab, if you can still get this, this steel book. Yeah. Cause it's definitely worth it. Yeah. It's, it it's looks great. Continue on with our Star, Star Wars, Wars content. Oh like, yeah. We're getting just it's so huge. much of it. Uh, we talked last week about going in and talking a little bit about rebels. Yeah. Um, because this is something that you've, you've told me again and again, dude, you got to get into it oh, more. Yeah. It's really good. 
And this I just love. Yeah. And I'm loving the ties. As far as it's a bit closer to Star Wars, the, the original trilogy. Yeah, the timeline we all know. Yeah. And we're going to go into spoiler territory here. Yeah, big time. So we're going to talk specifically about the last two episodes. Yeah, Twilight Apprentice. So going into this, I understand the concept of the Inquisitors. So mm-hmm. basically they're kind of Darth Vader's minions. Yeah, not apprentice, but minions basically that yeah. are force sensitive. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, basically they're, they're they're Darth Vader's henchmen. Yeah, and so they're uh, just out to, to, to wipe out the rest of the Jedi. The exactly, Jedi. exactly. And I believe there's eight of them. Yeah. So they're are they Sith or no? No. No, so they seem to be Force-sensitive. They're Force-sensitive, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they're not considered Sith. I don't think they're considered Sith. Because I guess no. they, uh, they refer to this a lot in this uh, last two episodes. Is Yeah, the Rule of Two. Yeah, yeah. like the Sith. So yeah. that, that was cool continuing love on. Love that. I three. always love that theory, yeah. that rule. And so going into this, it was, it was interesting for me because, you know, the build-up seems that this has probably been building for a couple seasons. This this battle, like, essentially, they, they're going out to, yeah. to confront the Inquisitors. Yeah, on Malachor, which yeah. is a cool callback to the Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Because the plat- it's called Melkor Five, I believe, in the Old Republic. Just a really great play on words too in this uh, episode because they talk about you know some legends are true, which is kind of like a callback to the legends of uh, oh, the, the universe, right? That Extended is... universe. Yeah. Oh man, that gave me chills. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> so it's, it's brilliant what they do in this episode. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And so they go and they to the Malachor, which Yoda. Yes. Is nice to see Yoda. Yeah. And and actually from the Clone Wars to this, they've really aged. They him. aged him. He looks a lot more like the original Yoda yeah. as yeah. opposed to you know yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Looks like a lot like Return of the Jedi Yoda. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, or even uh, Empire. Empire. Yeah. yeah. So they go to Malachor. Mm-hmm. They figure out that they're on a Sith uh, temple. Yes. Again, spoilers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we go through this initial kind of small where they kind of touch it and they fall through yeah. into the caverns and leading into the, yeah, the catacombs Sith temple. almost. Yeah. yeah. And then there's this old man or hooded yeah, man. Yeah, old master. Yeah, old master <laughs> that Ezra interacts with. Mm-hmm. It turns out that it's Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah, or and, just Maul, I guess, at this yeah, point. I guess now. Maul. Yeah, he doesn't refer to himself as Maul. Yeah. So, and he seems to be, he's an enemy of the, the Sith. Yes, yes, of the Imperial. Yeah, yeah. and he's also a seemingly an enemy of the Rebels. So he's an enemy yeah. of everyone. Yeah. I really like his characterization in this because yes. I've never seen the Clone Wars stuff with Maul in it. Oh, okay. So do we see, because for me, having seen him in episode one, yeah. and now seeing him in this for the first time since episode one. Yeah. There's a big contrast in his characterization. For sure. Do we see that development through the Clone Wars Absolutely. to get to this character? Absolutely. But yeah. you know, it's pretty cool because even if you go from episode one to here, you'd maybe think, okay, there's a difference, but he's aged. Yeah, so right? you get yeah, you get a lot of that. It's just yeah. more of, because he doesn't really talk. Exactly, in episode, in episode one. one. Right. But yeah, if you go into Clone Wars, he's nutty. He's, yeah. he's completely lost his mind because he's basically been in this weird kind of, not Mustafar, but this fiery kind of place where he's just lost his mind he's been in isolation and throughout the season he slowly gets back like his his sanity yeah right but then because unfortunately clone wars was cut too soon we didn't get to see the rest of the episodes with darth maul but there is a comic of darth maul which explains even furthermore where that's the last dark horse that's still in canon right exactly so that one's canon and that one goes a little bit further to explain i think almost how he gets on malachor I have to All go right. back and revisit. Yeah, this. so that one's pretty cool, but um, yeah, his uh, his characters. You know, he kind of he's kind of like Yoda in Episode Five, Empire Strikes Back. He's kind of like this old kind of very much master, that. But yeah. then he turns and he's like, "Whoa, this guy's capable of doing this much." Yeah, you know. So he's, he's so he's no longer a Sith, right? But 
in the Clone Wars, what, did, what happened with his legs? Well, because basically, you know, with Obi-Wan cutting them yeah. in half, his legs are gone. I think it's like mechanical legs. So he gets mechanical legs in Clone Wars. Um, I can't remember how he necessarily gets these mechanical legs, but basically what happens is his brother is sent to find Maul on this planet. So his brother, I can't remember his name, finds Maul and they take him back to the like their home planet where okay. his mother, which is like, they kind of like have their own kind of force, but they're witches basically. Oh, uh, okay. She now like takes these legs upon herself and like reconstructs his legs so he now doesn't have like these big tentacles but he has like these metal like i don't know cyborg kind of legs okay yeah yeah okay so he was he was my favorite part about this this episode yeah he's great even though we get the appearance of fader as well yeah so is Darth Maul, is that his first appearance in Rebels, or is he... Yes, his first yeah. appearance okay. in Rebels, yeah. He's very convincing, too, because you're kind of like, well, you know, maybe he is kind of out for Ezra. Like, you know, that scene when he could have easily killed Ezra, but yeah. he saved him, you know? You're like, yeah. okay. There's a couple of times where you thought, well, okay, yeah, he's going to kill him now. Cause he, yeah. Ezra had the, the holocron out, yes. and he's reaching for it, and he actually then pulls him up. Exactly. It was, it was a really cool characterization of it, because, again, coming right out of episode one, I don't know much of this character. Yeah. And I'm really, at times, being like, okay, I'm is Maul actually, you know, leaning a bit more, not so more just the light, yeah. but actually he's, he hates the Sith so much yeah. that he's willing to work with these. And then you get the standoff exactly. with, all, with all of them, right? Exactly. That's kind of the end of the, the first episode, right? Yeah. And you get Kanan, Ahsoka, Ezra, and Maul. Yes. And the, the door opens and they're standing there against the, the three Inquisitors. Yes. And Ezra's like, I brought help. And they're kind of like, oh, man. Yeah. Because I'm assuming Ahsoka from the Clone Wars has a big history she, with She has a history with Maul, yeah. Because yeah, I think Maul even calls her something. Yeah, he, has, he referenced her, her to her leaving the Order. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, because in, in, in a sense, they're both abandoned their post or been abandoned, right? Yeah. She's no longer with the Jedi. He's no longer with the Sith. You know, because of the rule of two, so he no longer can be a Darth, right? Yeah. So. And then we get into a nice battle sequence yeah. uh, with the Inquisitors. Yes. And, but one thing that I was kind of confused about, what's, and I didn't really like, what's with the, the flying... The helicopter lightsabers? Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. You know, they, they introduced in the first season with the Grand Inquisitor, the bald one. Yeah. And, you know, he could do that thing. But they never introduced the flying mechanism. And I didn't like how they kept flying back and forth, coming back with the lightsabers yeah. flying. But I thought that's kind of weird. Yeah. That took me out a little bit. Sorry, yeah. the Grand Inquisitor, the ball, was he the guy that yeah. was in the temple? Yeah, so cool fact. So he is the Grand Inquisitor, yeah. which is really cool. Uh, if you were to go back to Clone Wars now, when Ahsoka gets pretty much rejected by the Order or, or exiled from the Order, yeah. that Grand Inquisitor, there's two of them there standing at the guard post and they have like the helmets. You can't tell who's who, but Dave Filoni himself has said one of those two is the Grand Inquisitor. So we do know that he was a Jedi. And you know oh, he was, okay. he's one of the good guys, and then Kanan also cool. saw the episode where he has the vision, yeah. meeting uh, the Grand Inquisitors. So, anyways, they killed him in the first season of okay. Rebels. Okay, yeah. I, I really liked that that yeah. fight scene. That was really oh, cool. and, and you know Kanan lost his sight now. And yeah, love how he throws on the helmet and yeah, it was great because and that was interesting. So you you have this series where it progresses up, and you get this feeling that Vader's coming. Yeah, and then they essentially take out the Inquisitors. Maul just kills them all oh yeah oh yeah he doesn't even hesitate you no. know when he kind of lectures um ezra the next yeah. time you know you won't be so lucky or whatever i can't remember how he goes about it but i just i love his guidance over ezra yeah i, I really like how he mentors him and and it is so quick how he you can see you know exactly what's happening right oh We've yeah seen this before oh yeah you can see him planting these little seeds but yeah. it's so convincing the it's way so it's so convincing done. yeah and i can see why They've wrote, written the character of Ezra buying into this yes. so quickly, right? Yeah. And not having the experience with the Sith before. Right. 
Or I'm assuming so. Yeah. You can just see, oh, he's saying, Maul's saying all the right things. Yeah, to and Kanan's kind of being like, no, don't do this. But Maul's like, no, you can do yeah. this. And he's kind of like, well, Kanan, why can't I do this? Yeah, right? and he's like, use your hate, use your anger. Yeah. And I like the the thing with the doors. Because he needs yes, two of them. holding it up. Yeah, oh. and one guy's going to hold it up and the next guy takes it yes. and drops. And, and cause, oh. look, because Maul needed another Force-sensitive person exactly. to do that, right? And I thought that was really, really cool. It's cool. There's, that's, it's just, there's so many callbacks with, the, with that moment and those scenes going on to Luke with Yoda in episode yeah. five, you know? It just It's so great how they did that, but in reverse. And really playing on this rule of two thing. Like, yes. that was something that I always didn't, like, I, I got it to mm-hmm. it in a sense, but I never really fully was like, why can't there just be more Sith? Right. But developing on that, I really, really like it now. Yeah. More so than I ever did before with the prequels. This, yeah. This whole idea that the Sith are... You know, this rule of two. I love it. And you know, going back to like the old school Knights of the Old Republic video games, they kind of touch on the rule of two, which I really like. And I think I think it's Darth Bane. Well, I guess it's not canon anymore, but Darth Bane is the one that really um made the rule of two himself. Okay. So he he came after Revan. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And then we get Darth Vader coming in this episode. Oh, so that's this, my favorite right there. Again, yeah. like this just it's so many callbacks. Oh yeah. And so we're really tying in, you know, big parts of the prequels and, and big parts Wars. of the Clone Wars oh, and big yeah. parts of like the original trilogy oh, too, right? Oh, it's huge. The, the scene of him coming down, yeah. floating down with the, I think the saber's already out, ready to go. And he's on, yeah, the TIE fighter. Oh, man. And you know it's going to go down between him and Soka. Oh, yeah, and he's just meaning business and yeah. I love his taunting words over Ezra. Yeah. You know? Oh, and then incredible. You, and then you get kind of this, this, you know, some fight scenes and then you get the standoff yes. with Ahsoka. Yes. And it's like, I've watched enough of Clone Wars to understand that their relationship. Yeah. And yeah. how deep it goes. Yes. And you get them just staring at each other. Oh, and then man. Ezra and Kanan, who's blind now. Yeah. And so, sorry, we're kind of, I'm kind of jumping all over yep. the place here. But I, I missed a little. So did Maul tag him to blind him or what? I can't. Yeah, I didn't really know. I, I, I... I didn't know if his saber got him or he, if his saber swung at his eye. Yeah, I didn't quite understand yeah. how you exactly because if you hit him with the saber, like his head's gone. <laughs> exactly, and the screen flashes like yeah. it's red. So I was like, oh, I didn't know if someone if he had put a saber up in front of like I didn't know quite. Yeah, what I know. I, 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 I kind of got lost. Or if in that he did that there. on purpose to blind him right. um, to give him, you know, maybe because he because he did that while Ezra wasn't present. Yeah. So maybe it's to blind him, mm-hmm. and so that Ezra would maybe lean a bit more towards exactly. Maul. Maybe Maul wanted him. Right. Um, more so than just to get the holocron. Right. But And then we get this great fight scene. Oh, and the score for this whole thing going on is just blowing my mind. Yeah, so there's there's so much history between these two characters. And I don't know how far you are in Lords of the Sith. Not too, too far. Not, it's fine. Continue. Not too, too far. But, I, you know, you might, caught, you might have caught it already, but there's a great scene in Lords of the Sith where Vader is flying over Ryloth. And there's an episode that he calls back to when he remembers uh, going on a mission as Anakin with Ahsoka over Ryloth. And there's a great callback there, so you do know that Darth Vader still thinks about Ahsoka a little bit. Oh, okay. But here we are now. This is after Lords of the Sith now, right? Yeah. And he finally gets to confront Ahsoka. So there's this all this history now going on and building and up. And there's a scene, to... a couple episodes before, there's yeah. the whole Ryloth. With... Yes, with uh, Cham. Yeah. Chan Sukala. Sendula. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah Cham. Yeah. But he's, he's, he seems a little different, though. Okay. Like his portrayal, I find. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool that we get to see him. And he's in Clone Wars, too. That's okay. the first time we see him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we finally get uh, this meeting, this, this this standoff between the two. Yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit reminiscent of like you know Obi Wan, yeah. not so much because the stakes aren't as high, but yeah. between Obi Wan and Vader 
two, like this master meets apprentice. Yes. And, you know, now I am the master. Exactly. The so I, I really like that. And she gets a really good hit. In oh, quantum, she gets right? But it's great too, because the whole time you're, you know, throughout the season, you don't know if Ahsoka really knows who that is. Yeah. Like some, sometimes you think, okay, she knows it's Anakin. Sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. But then when she confronts him, it's like, you know, she thinks she's Anakin at first. And yeah. then after, she's like, wait, no, Anakin would never do that. So then she kind of backs out of her feelings, yeah. only to realize at the end, oh my god, this really is Anakin. And she's just, like, struck by it, right? And I love how they, you know, she gets that nice hit and they cut his mask Yes. Off. And they go from, so I looked at the credits, James Earl Jones is yeah. voicing Vader. Because at first I was like, it doesn't really sound like him. They oh, okay. tweaked it a bit. Yeah. But then they go to the, the Anakin voice. Yeah, from the actor that played yeah. in the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was such a cool... They mixed them. And, and the sound, the breathing sound yeah. is straight out of episode three. Exactly, that oh. strained breathing, yeah. Yes. And... It was, and and the look, you can tell like that's Hayden Christensen, that's Anakin in that yeah. on that, that shot. Brilliant. And you know, you're kind of expecting him to kind of, maybe he's going to have some kind of remorse here, but he's just... It's all in the face, and he just acts it so well, or they, they you know, they design it so well. <laughs> and uh, he's just cold, and he's Vader through and through. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it ends in, a, in an interesting way. So yeah. we have Kanan and Ezra returning, yeah. the rebel base. So this it's actually kind of cool because they go through and they've uh, actually established what seems to be a base, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And we get back there, and Ezra looks at Rex, yeah. kind of gives him this thing like, no, Ahsoka didn't make it. Yeah. But then, and I rewound it a couple times. Oh, yeah. We see her walk in into to the temple. So I didn't yeah. know if that was that like a force ghost, like walking. Like which temple was she walk? Was it in? Was it walking into the mount, the temple of Malachor? Right. Or was it something else mm-hmm. where she's you know essentially saying like she's done? Is she going to be back? Right. And we see Maul. Yep. Taking off. So taking we know off. he's going to be present yeah, episode, in season three. Season three, which For is sure. fantastic. I'm really stoked to see oh, yeah. more of that character oh yeah and we know vader survives but he he yeah. kind of stumbles out, stumbles of there. out of there you know we've never seen vader like this, at no. this point, you know because vader's in his prime pretty much um all before episode four he's, exactly he's killing it and so i'm interested to see if they expand a bit on what happened in the temple yeah between him and ahsoka and, and i don't i'm not convinced that ahsoka's dead yeah especially because they announced the book now i do know the book that she has coming out takes place after she leaves the order so it's kind of okay. between the order and rebels yes yeah. but with them doing that i think ahsoka's become a lot of people's fan favorites now yeah. too since uh the clone wars movie i know a lot of people didn't like her but um <laughs> she's grown a lot now and i think a lot of people like her inspector and i think there's still more in store for this character but whether we see her in the films yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they'll go that far. I don't know if they'll go that far. I really far, like yeah. her as as being aged. Yeah, uh, yeah, in, definitely. In, in the Rebels. Like, I wasn't definitely. a huge fan of this kind of almost preteen yeah. sort of, you know. Bratty kind of. Yeah, exactly. she wasn't like Ezra at all. She, no. She wasn't like that at all. Right? And he's so. actually aged because I yeah. didn't watch the first half of season two. But yeah. from uh, season one to this, he's, he's grown. grown too. So it's yeah. pretty cool. So I'm interested to see what they do with Ahsoka because I really, really thought okay, this is it. They're going to kill, kill her. Because they have to, right? Yeah. At some point here. Unless, like you said, she's <laughs> on Alteran. <laughs> but, but, you know, and, and, and she they make it very clear. And I think they know what they're doing when, uh, I think Darth Vader says, revenge is in the way of the Jedi. And she says, I have no Jedi. Yeah. You know, and, and then Yoda, obviously now in episode five, says there's no more Jedi. But yeah. she's clearly not a Jedi. So she could still be out there. That's interesting. Right? I like yeah, that. Yeah, so she could be out there still. So... It'll be interesting. I think they're giving her wiggle room. I think they're just letting her float out there. And if yeah. somebody wants to take it upon themselves and really give us something mm-hmm. good, then we'll get Ahsoka back. Yeah, because that's that's one thing I was like, I was expecting more of a definitive end exactly. to, to the to the series. Yeah. But I'm also at the same time, I'm, I'm happy that we didn't exactly get that. You mm-hmm. could really, you could contrive it and say, you know, she died and this was kind of just her spirit leaving or whatever. Exactly. Right? 
Yeah. And I'm happy to see, like I said, happy to see Maul continuing. Mm-hmm. Interesting to do with a blind Jedi. Yeah. yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. And then, you know, obviously we see um, Ezra look at the hologram and he's... Yeah. he's Going to yeah, that side, he it gets looks that, like. yeah, that little yeah. that that Anakin eye. Yeah, right? yeah, they're going there, which is a really cool thing. Because I really like when they, you know, they focus on like when you're Sith, your eyes go that color. I yeah. really like that whole uh, little nod there. So great, great season. Yeah, fantastic way to end it. Yeah, and I'm I'm even more stoked for what they're going to do going forward here. Definitely, and, definitely. Uh, I, I heard um, the rumor has it though season three might be the last season. What? Yeah, it might be the last season. And then there's there's also other rumors that this is going to be the last season season three but then they might spin off and do other animated films between return of the jedi and force awakens maybe okay it's a 30 year gap yeah so uh yeah we'll see and i guess they're also going to focus more on the other character i forgot the female character in the show she's kind of has like the um bounty hunter kind of helmet oh, going the mandalorian on. stuff oh, the mandalorian yeah but uh they said she's gonna get more of a focus this next season yeah she's a good character because there's a couple good episodes of mandalorians yeah talking about that i really like that. yeah which is a cool callback to clone wars because yeah. there's a big mandalorian thing going on and that's quote cool darth Vader, or darth maul because he kind of ran mandalore for a little bit okay yeah it's pretty cool stuff <sighs> so yeah. cool yeah anyways guys go check that out definitely definitely even yeah. like even like i said i watched a bit of the first season and only the back half of this. Yeah. And I understood enough with kind of my Star Wars, your Star Wars content that you've you built as a fan. Yeah. Even just from the movies, you get enough of it. Oh, yeah. That you understand what's going on. Even if you really, just go watch the last two episodes. Yeah. Like, yes. you don't really need, you, you kind of, if you understand who Kanan is and Ezra is, yeah. Maul's there, Ahsoka, like, you understand who these characters yeah. are. You just really, just go check those two episodes. Yeah, out. absolutely. It's, 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 it's totally worth it. Last thing here. Yeah. The biggest thing, probably, <laughs> is... I didn't know this was coming. Yeah. Didn't hear anything about this, but we got our first look at, at Rogue One. What a trailer. Wow. What are your yeah. kind of first thoughts? So what we're going to do here is the same thing we did with the last Civil War one. Yes. Is we're going to throw it on here on mute, mm-hmm. and we're just going to kind of walk through it and yeah. just kind of give our... Frame by frame. Fr- yeah, yeah, and just give our initial reaction, point some of the things that we're seeing, some mm-hmm. nice connections, stuff like that. But what was your kind of first reaction when you saw it? Were you excited? Were you kind of tentative? Because totally it's a bit different than what we're used for to. For sure. For sure. I was sold right off the bat. I loved the tone they hit us with. It was very war-bound. It's very that battlefront uh, kind of feel, you know. It's, it's Star Wars. It's in the trenches, right? Yeah. It's real people. We haven't seen any Jedi's or any or even Sith, you know. So it feels like a very grounded, real, humanized movie. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. a, it's something that first watched it, I was like, wow, you know, this is very different. Mm-hmm. But again, it feels like it's in the Star Wars universe. Exactly. Gareth Edwards is directing this. Yeah. He directed Godzilla mm-hmm. in a really cool kind of indie movie called Monsters, which right. I would check out if you do have the opportunity. Let's. Check out the trailer. Here. Absolutely. So the score here was one of the things that hits you right off the oh, bat. Oh yeah. And you get this this little hint of the original John Williams yeah, score. Yeah, just the twinkle. Yeah, like. little piano yeah. play. It sounds like kind of mixed in with something new. Mm-hmm. And then we get immediately introduced here to Felicity Jones' character, yes. Jin Arso. Wow. Arso. She seems to be kind of the main protagonist here. Yep. So we have a female centric lead again yeah so get over it for all you haters yeah. out there the internet, Jeez. sometimes <laughs> i think it's great you know yeah. like from what we see here she seems like she'd be a great character oh yeah you know she's a first class actress she's yeah. great yeah and I, I think it's it's great it doesn't like i don't i'm tired of almost talking about is it a male or female should it be should they be hispanic or yeah whatever? it doesn't matter yeah. whatever like, serves the story it's, yeah, and yeah. It, it doesn't matter as long as they're good actors yeah and you know they they do the story justice? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, exactly. Who cares? Just exactly. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one other thing I want to clarify. 
So there's lots of talk for people maybe that are more just like your average moviegoers that yeah. aren't really entrenched in Star Wars like we are. Mm-hmm. This isn't a Force Awakens sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is very much a prequel yeah. to uh, episode, episode four, 4. A New Hope. Yeah. yeah. So this is, happens just probably months yeah, I would say. Uh, before we get into episode 4. So it probably leads... The end of this is probably going to be leading directly into... For sure. If not overlapping with episode Vader 4. Vader storming into yeah. Leia's uh, exactly. ship there. Yeah. So it looks like she's been arrested for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, maybe for what happened in the market area. Exactly. And I don't know if she's been abducted or arrested well, by because, the rebels. Sorry, because what I've heard is her dad is the scientist behind the Death Star, which is yeah. uh, Nicholson. Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Nicholson. Yeah. So he's okay. going to be kind of, I guess, maybe this like um, Robert Oppenheimer character. Okay. So he's the one that created the atomic bomb. Okay, yeah. And he ends up creating it. They drop it. They drop it again. And he goes to Harry Truman's like... You know, I feel like I got blood in my hands. What yeah. are you doing? Stop using this. We should ban it. Right. And so he has all this remorse after. Yeah, he celebrated the first one. You know, yeah. I wish we had it. Like in his statements, like I wish we had this when the Nazis were still fighting and we could end the war so much sooner. But huh. then after they dropped two of them, he's like, ah. Whoa. And so th- I think this character is going to be slightly based off of this Oppenheimer sort of take on things is that he builds the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's like, what have I done? Yeah. I don't know if he switches sides right. or what. Right. But yeah, there's rumors that, that she's his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And so that could be another reason why they've picked her up. Exactly. It'd be interesting to see if they've picked her up specifically for this mission mm-hmm. or if it's because for some other reason, like she maybe was stealing some of something from their transport or right. whatever. Or she's some kind of bounty hunter because it looks like she, at least the characters that they're surrounding her with. Are bounty hunters as well. Right, so it's a little bit of the Suicide Squad kind exact, of. That's the exact thing, thing yeah, I thought of. Yeah. It's like, maybe it's all these guys that they've captured and be like, look guys, either you sit in jail for the rest of the life or you go and steal the desk. Yeah, you're expendable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my exact thing, the feeling I got from this. So, and, you know, we're walking through the Yavin base, which is pretty cool here. Oh my God, from, such a great callback. Yeah, episode four, we get the X-Wing in the background. Yeah, the classic re- uh, re- rebellion soldiers. Yeah, the costumes, yeah. the X-Wing pilots, everything. Yeah. Big goofy helmets. Yeah. Very much the 70s, but they've they've embraced it. It's not like they said, oh, yeah, we'll forget about that and just have everything kind of updated. It's like yeah. the technology and all that looks about the same. Exactly. It's pretty cool. They haven't changed anything like that. Not at all. And then, which is really cool, is we get her coming into this this room. Yes. And we see Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Wow. And she looks just like the original actress. I When I saw wow. it, I was like, what have they done here? How right? have they CG'd? And I went back and Googled. There's slight differences. Yeah. But... It's, the most part. it's really cool to see her. It really is. And so it's interesting you were talking earlier about the episode three deleted scenes. Yeah. There's an episode three deleted scenes with Mon Mothma. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same actress. It is the same actress. Yeah. As from nice. episode three. Yeah. Um, so canon? Maybe? Yeah. Maybe not? <laughs> she is. She does make appearances in the Clone Wars too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Young ones. So, so yeah. I was really excited when I Definitely. saw her. And do you think the average kind of movie gore or whatever would know who that was? No, no, it's probably no. a bit of a stretch, eh? yeah. Because yeah. like when I was like, "Oh my god," I was telling my, I was like, "It's Mon Mothma." Yeah. She's like, "Who? <laughs> <laughs> what is this lady in white? Does yeah. it matter? <laughs> She's the leader of the rebellion." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we kind of jump there, but we get this kind of scene, kind of in the alley where she's yeah. fighting the stormtroopers, storm yeah. and then we get her saying, "You know, they're talking about why do you do this." Because I rebel. I rebel, yeah, yeah, exactly. Little on the nose. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but pretty cool. It's good. It looks like they're kind of doing this little inquisition with her. Because they get this other general or whatever that's talking at her. Yeah. Yeah, riding in some sort of troop transport, mm-hmm. it looks like. And oh, this scene Star Destroyer. Here, 
them putting on the dish. Yes. Um, and the sense of scale that you get from this yeah, is unreal because you get this really cool scene of with the, all the different deaths or death stars, all the different um, starships. Right. Star destroyers. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a heavy Star Wars week. <laughs> All the different Star Destroyers sitting around the Death Star, and they're just this minute oh little kind of tiny ship compared to this Incredible. massive Death Star. And the, and the Star Destroyers are huge. Yeah. I mean, to get a good size of them, uh, look at the one in uh, Force Awakens, the one that's crashed. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, that's a yeah, right? great, great sense massive. of scale. Yeah. That's one thing that I think Gareth Edwards captures in this, at least in this scene, yeah. is this kind of overall sense of scale that we get Definitely. from this. And again, oh, and this the is, siren starts going. Yeah. The Death, is it the Death Star? It's stars? the Death Star siren. Yes. And again, another great oh, callback. Wow. And again, it's not one that your average movie girl is going to get. Yeah. But as fans, it's like, oh my God, like this is... <laughs> this, is this is really yeah. going on. <laughs> and then it's interesting. So you, there's a couple times you see in here the, with Felicity Jones' character, you see that guy that kind of looks like Poe Dameron. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of there. So it looks like he might be working with her a bit. Yeah. You kind of have a similar kind of characterization as Poe. Yeah. Maybe a little... Like maybe a little more cocky, sure himself right. sort of character. Yeah. Interesting to see what he what he does. Exactly. Then this guy. This shot, this Grand Admiral. Because yeah. that's only for Grand Admirals, the, yeah. the white suit, right? Yeah, exactly. Who is this? Is Ben Middleton this, this Yeah, this Ben guy? Middleton. Yeah. The first, when I first saw this, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. It's oh, Thrawn. Yeah. Well, it it wow. looks so much like him. And yeah. just, I know he's not blue. Yeah. It doesn't have the red eyes. doesn't have the red <laughs> eyes. So... But could they be pulling a little bit and changing? Yeah. You know, would you be disappointed if this was Thrawn and he wasn't his traditional blue? I kind of would. I mean, me I, I mean, you definitely have more of the background when it comes to, to Thrawn. But I kind of think if you're going to go Thrawn, go Thrawn all the way. Because yeah. there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with um, the em- Emperor being kind of racist towards aliens as well, right? Which is a cool thing that you should definitely act and that's, on. that's, yeah, developed with Thrawn. That's why right. it's been held back. And that's... A good reason why maybe he doesn't show up in the original trilogy yeah. is that all the the admirals that have been promoted are essentially like humanoids, Humans. Yeah. right? Yeah. And they've, they've kept Thrawn the down, aliens. and yeah. he only emerges once the emperor's gone. Yeah. In the aftermath book, mm-hmm. there's an admiral in there that they never refer to by name. Oh. That the other admirals seem to be answering to someone. And he seems to be manipulating things. Oh. And I'm interested to see if it's this character or right. if that character is Thrawn. Right, because a- aftermath takes place before... right after Return of the Jedi. Okay, right, right. So there's there's this character that's kind of sitting there that we really don't know right. who it is, and it was referred to a couple times by there's this uh, one of the characters, um, one of the admirals, can't remember her name. She's a fantastic character, but she seems to be referring to this character, and I thought she at first she was referring to the Emperor. And I was like, "What's what does this mean as, as far as oh, is he manipulating things? Mm-hmm. Was I meant to be here? What does he do?" And then we get some interaction with him at the end. And right. I'm curious if this it's this guy or if this is Thrawn. Right. I don't know because when you look at him, he looks like he's this master tactician. Oh right? yeah, just that pose he's in yeah. right now with his arms crossed. I think he has that's a blaster a, on him there. Yeah, that's a, like an ad, Grand Admiral Thrawn right? pose too, oh, with the arms man. crossed down low. Yeah, and then you see him a little further on in the trailer, just walking in. Either at the end of a battle yeah. or something, kind of almost this like Beach of Normandy. Oh, that thing. shot with him in the back and then yeah. his jacket's flowing in the water. Yeah. Oh. Again, like this guy seems like he's he's not really afraid right. of anything. He's right. not like your average admiral that sits in an office. Definitely not. And, and you know, you know, the other thought I had is he's some sort of like rebel, like big admiral, but he's like in the trenches as far as rebel hunting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I it's, don't know. But the cool thing is, is like with this trailer, they build him up so well that it only makes increases my. Uh, hopes for Darth Vader because 
you know, Darth Vader could be the one that maybe takes this guy out yeah. because he hasn't performed like he should. And, you know, if the, with the plans being taken, that's all falls on Darth Vader. Yeah. So it makes him look bad. So I think this could be the beginning of Darth Vader, you know, kind of killing or punishing his fellow colleagues when they, uh, when they mess up, right? In the comics, yeah. the Star the one that is now running the Star Wars and Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is pivoting off of the fact that the Emperor is pissed off at yeah. Vader oh, yeah. for the first Death Star blowing up. Oh, yeah. And so that that you you do see that. So yeah. it would be interesting if that's developed a bit more in this. If the plans are, do you think it'll be kind of right at the end, or do we see some of this relationship between Vader and the Emperor, where he blames Vader for losing the Death Star plans, and we see kind of that relationship building all in, throughout this movie, through in this movie, uh, through or you see kind of Vader failing yeah. from time to time. And you maybe I don't know if you're going to see the Emperor a lot. Yeah, or if that sort of. I don't know if you'll there. see the Emperor a lot. I, I think this va- this Vader. I think this movie it's going to be Vader in his prime. I don't think you're going to see any slip ups. I no. think he's going to be just this executioner, dark, dark figure that we've all been wanting and, and kind of know of. So um, I think Vader's kind of co- maybe come in, you know, a little bit later in this movie, and uh, I think he's going to take this guy out because okay, we don't we don't see anything about this guy later on there's no, there's no mention of this guy no and they're they're yeah. really putting him in the he's there yeah we're not telling you anything about yeah him, here today gone tomorrow exactly <laughs> yeah. and or you just pointed that there was no even little hint towards vader not at all you know yeah. i think i think it's great uh disney knows how to play off the characters and yeah. kind of wait for spider-man till the end i think they'll kind of do the same with darth vader being a big presence that he is i think supposedly the rumor is though you can hear a bit of darth vader breathing in this i yeah. don't I, I haven't heard it myself neither have i so i don't know but i think we'll see him in the next trailer for sure yeah it'll be something very subtle i think yeah i don't think they're gonna do any whether showing him in action or anything like that no. it's going to be him lighting up the saber and saying something exactly very very subtle but just to be like yep vader's He's in it. here they're gonna yeah. do that same thing like you said with spider-man yeah they have to show him at some point and definitely be like, here's one of your draws in exactly you can't be like rumors that vader's in and then he shows up exactly i, I guess you could do a luke thing a bit a little bit where but... maybe he's just in a little bit but i don't think they're going that way yeah and you need at least something familiar yeah. beyond kind of sets and and the ad ats and stuff like that to draw people in because with force awakens you had the original trilogy cast yeah. coming in right exactly to draw you in all you need here is vader and you're gonna pull oh yeah people for in. sure and this is kind of the last chance you can actually really do vader well yeah in, a, in the cinematic form right so so get, here's the first introduction of uh forrest whitaker yes character. he looks like he's gonna be quite interesting some sort yeah. of bounty hunter maybe yeah Almost like I can't quite put my finger on what his character is and what his impact is right. going to be on this. Again, I don't know. Is he with Felicity Jones? Is he uh-huh. is he part of the crew mm-hmm. that is? I don't know if they're hired or whatever right. to steal the Death Star plans because he has some pretty cool lines in here and it kind of is it's playing off this you know who like who are you and what what will you become exactly yeah so, so it's, it's interesting who could this guy be yeah and what's his role in this movie what about the the death troopers the oh. So they're wow. also referred to, I've always referred to them as the black hole stormtroopers. Yeah. Or shadow troopers as well. Yeah. And when that was the 11 second clip yes, that they showed. I saw that that you put on Twitter. And yeah. I was just like, oh my oh, God, these guys down. look unreal. So most movies or most, I think all Star Wars movies, they've, each movie shows a different type of stormtrooper. Definitely. Like, yeah. First one, you had your regulars. The second one, you had your snow. The third one, you had your scout. Yeah. Force Awakens, you had the flame troopers yeah. introduced. The prequels then, had tons of different Yeah, ones. the clones and all yeah. that. Them introducing what looks to be kind of the black hole stormtrooper. I guess they're called death troopers. Yeah. And they're maybe Vader's death squad. Yeah, they're the closest guards yeah. basically to, to Vader. Which is yeah. cool because, it's because again, you look at that and you see those black hole stormtroopers. They're probably elite troopers. You have Vader. I'm getting this feel of the Knights of Ren. Yeah, cool. Kind cool. of something yeah. like that. Like this, 
inspired it, Kylo kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit something like that. Maybe they're not, of course, they're probably not force sensitive or anything like that. Yeah. But there's like inner circle of elite yeah, squad. Yeah, that's cool. It's kind of, kind of, yeah. that's kind of a little bit of the feeling I got. I from like that. that. Yeah. Oh, and then we got this, so this droid. Uh-huh. That's, so that's played by uh, the character Alan Tedyuk. Oh, okay. um, he's from Serenity. He's been all kinds of stuff. Okay. But he's apparently he's playing. Um, he was an Imperial droid, mm-hmm. and he's now with the, the Rebels, and he's going to be running around with oh. with Felicity Jones' crew. Interesting. Throughout this, and I think he'll probably maybe the droids are usually kind of your comedic relief yeah. a bit. They bring a little bit lighter tone. So it'll be interesting to see what this character is. All you see is him running. There's no interaction right. or anything like that with him. So that'll probably come in later trailers. Cool. cool. Um, they get this cool scene with this blind. I can yeah. call. I keep calling these guys bounty hunters. I don't really know what they are. <laughs> yeah, just character and him taking out a bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah, which is really cool. You know, what, is he force sensitive? Yeah, it's. I don't know. Or is I he just a good? Is he a daredevil? Just, yeah, right, right. Who, who, who knows? Um, maybe he could be an ex guard of some sort. There. Oh, that shot of the admiral! I see in this figure. This is the big one. Yeah, the who guy, is that? So we get the guy to the point where the guy in the cloak is bending in front of the cryo tube. I'll call it. Or yeah, something and like yeah, that. in front of the, Imper- uh, the emperor's the guardsmen. Guards, yeah, yeah, the royal guards. Yeah. So, yeah. who do you think the character in the cloak is? Could this be Snoke? Could this be the first first begins oh. of Snoke? You know, he's been around. It's definitely not Darth Vader because Darth Vader wouldn't wear a hood over his, his suit that already No, has. and he doesn't. It seems like it's just a person under a cloak. Like yeah, you don't get that that size of body exactly. Because exactly. even with with Vader, he has the with the shoulders and that. Yeah, this guy looks like he's just cloaked. You know, could it be the Mads Mikkelsen character? Right. Uh, could it be the Emperor? It looks too maybe. I don't know. No, no, because the because the Emperor because he kneels at the end of the shot. Yeah, right? I guess so the Emperor kneels to no one. Yeah. Um, and if anything, the guards would be surrounded the the emperor. And the other thing is too, there's a, there's kind of a cryogenic kind of chamber yeah. that somebody could be in. So who could be in that chamber, and who is this mysterious? Yeah. Is figure it you know? The... Does is the emperor in the crowd too? Right. Is maybe something that the reveal later on. Right. Is this how he maybe you know saves himself for so long? Right. I don't know because he's old enough. Yeah. In episode three. Oh yeah. In the in the extended universe, they play a lot with him, like cloning himself right. and. And rejuvenating himself and stuff like that. So right. it'd be interesting to see if they play a bit on that, exactly. delve a bit more into kind of the the weird tactics of the emperor. Yeah, and because like they talk a lot about in episode three, not a lot, but they reference this idea of like you, we can live forever, wow. and or we can figure out how to live forever. Right. And he says to Anakin, right? And so maybe they quite haven't figured that yeah. out. Yeah, that, that's true. But it's, it's, that's a, that's probably the best, um, the most intriguing scene in this trailer yeah. for me. Definitely, yeah. it's kind of out there, and it could be at any point in the movie, right? Right, exactly. And so this a lot of what this trailer does. It really intrigues you. It brings in a lot of characters. Yeah. How about this, like Storm on the Beach in Normandy? Oh, scene? that's great. We never get to see these uh, walkers outside of um, basically Hoth. Yeah. So to finally see them on the big screen on this beach, yeah, oh, and, it's yeah. incredible. And it's like you get this real feel of you know they're storming and they're and it looks like um, Felicity Jones's crew and yes. they're kind of running and you see these big massive. Adats again, like it's so like they're my favorite vehicle. Cool, I'm yeah, they're, so they're, happy they're to great. see them. In yeah, this. yeah, it's a great shot. And then wow. it finishes off with her. Yeah, whose in, side will you be on? Or yeah, what exactly. side will you choose? And it's her in the what looks to be probably like a Tie Fighter outfit, yeah, or Tie Fighter pilot outfit or something like that. Uh-huh. I'm guessing that the Death Star plans are probably on the Death Star. Yeah, and they've had to disguise themselves to go in and onto yeah. the Death Star. So this is. Probably a disguise of exactly, some sort. Exactly, just undercover. Kind of a yeah. callback to episode four, Luke and them being exactly. in the store Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I don't think she turns sides. But if she does, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So if this movie does well, yeah. and people connect with these characters, 
you know, where where does Disney go? Where does Lucasfilm go with these characters? Do, how do you do a Rogue Two? Well, I think uh, uh, Catherine Kennedy. I think she made it clear before. I can't remember her celebration. She did say uh, with this what they're testing or these these spinoff films, yeah, these anthology Star films, Wars stories. Uh, Star Wars stories that they're one and done. Okay. I don't think they're they're, they're going to become any become anything more than that. But like you said, with based on a whole bunch of money. People love yeah, the characters. And, they want to see more of this robot or whoever it could be. Then, yeah, you, you can't make a sequel to this, though. I don't see... No, it's really difficult because yeah. you can't be like... You can't say, oh, hey, maybe you guys should steal the second Death Yeah. Or, or, what? yeah, how do you do this? Do you have the kind of these little misadventures in between? Yeah. Other? You could maybe do it, but yeah. maybe it would be a bit too much, too forced. For sure. Especially, you know, Star Wars is such a huge galaxy. We mm. don't need to keep holding on to all these no. characters that we meet and you know um going back to episode i think it's episode yeah happy episode four uh mon matha says you know a lot of people died for these yeah. these, these plans so that's in something <laughs> is that's in return of the jedi oh return of the jedi yeah yeah, yeah. so she says many bothmans died yeah to bring us to these plans right right so but i've seen people refer to that scene yeah when they're talking about this but it wasn't the Bothans that stole the plans for the first Death Star. Oh, it's the second it was one. It's the second Death Star. Right. Oh. So because actually, when you come, when you if if you ever do read the Thrawn trilogy, yeah, there's a lot of talk because one of the Bothans um, is making a play, like a political play, oh, okay. because they had such an impact on destroying the second Death Star because they actually stole the plans, oh. and so there's a big portion in that as far as politically because he gets put in charge of I think the military to some degree. Uh, one of the head Bothans because they had such an impact on stealing the second Death Star plans and eventually leading to the, its destruction. But that's Return of the Jedi. Oh, and after. cool. That's okay. not this This portion. one. Yeah. So it's so their fate's pretty open then. Exactly. Yeah. Just because Mon Mothma's in it and yeah. Mon Mothma says that. Yeah. And so you make that connection, yeah. I think. Yeah. And that's not how it, it plays out. So right. there's two different groups, groups that stole the Death Star yeah, plan. So, okay, so there's potential for that then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for the... for the I, th- I think it's best still, though, for the one and done. Like, even, you know, I think we talked last episode, there's rumors of a trilogy going on for Obi-Wan. Yeah. I love Obi-Wan, but we don't need a trilogy. So, no. again, that could be a, a one and done. I honestly would love to see them go back to the Old Republic. Go, like... 2000 years back that'd be great when you know oh, that'd just be darth incredible. bane darth bane darth revan yeah you know a mixed jedi that's walked both paths yeah. oh it'd just be incredible yeah so that's where i'd go where, where would you go with a, a star wars story i don't know I, i'm really liking this this interplay of the in-between movies yeah but seeing different groups and because the the trilogy the original trilogy and the prequels it's and even the force way this is a skywalker story right? yep this is the evolution of Anakin, the evolution of Luke, okay. and potentially Ray, whoever she is. Yeah. Possibly Skywalker. Yeah. I like seeing that there's this galaxy is huge, right? Yeah. And I like seeing the little corners that you only get the hints of in other movies, right? Yeah. I'd love to see a bounty hunter movie. Like I talked oh, about a bounty sure. hunter kind of Netflix series. Oh yeah. But exploring that portion of I think this is a little bit of that. Yeah. We're we're probably getting more bounty hunters here hired to do something. Definitely. But seeing little parts. But then also referring back to, like, I love this, like, they're in the Yavin base, but yeah. then they go do something else. They're on the Death Star, but they're yeah. doing something else. We see that, like, I really like tying in the bigger universe, yeah. but with new players. Yes. Oh, yeah, So it's, it's in these in-between stories that I like. So I like the way they're going with these anthology series of films. Oh, yeah. It's telling different stories. And, again, 
people were asking, you know, is 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 it Ray's mom? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, not everyone has yeah. to be connected oh, to everything. Yeah. Not everyone has to have a destiny. Not everyone has to be tied to a Skywalker. Not everything needs to wrap up a nice little book. Yeah. This can just be characters exactly. that exist in the Star Wars universe yeah. that are doing things yeah. that progress the story. Well, that, that reminds me of like. Finn, he's African American, so that must be Lando's son. Yeah. It's like, or Mace no. Windu's son. Or Mace Windu's... He, he's force sensitive. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I just saw a comment when I watched that uh, the trailer for the first time when Force Whitaker showed up. Someone's like, Mace Windu survives. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Maybe that's Finn's dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, it's it's okay for the, like, to have just like diversity of characters and they don't all have to be related. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I made a joke that the guy that looks kind of Latino looks yeah. like Poe Dameron, but yeah. like, there's no relation. It's not yeah. Poe's dad. Yeah, like. he just has that manners. The, yeah. the way they make that character look, he kind of looks like the, the Han, the yeah, Poe exactly. Dameron kind of figure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So again, it's just, we don't need everyone yeah. to have connection. And, you know, like if they go down this road, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. Like yeah. if they're like, oh, it turns out that Felicity Jones' character is Ray's mom, yeah, and it's, like... it's actually Mara Jade, and that <laughs> yeah. would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Or if that was Mara Jade in that dark figure oh, uh, yeah. clothing. Um, one thing I would really like to see in this movie, though, is um, reading Lost Stars, which takes place from you know before Episode Four and after, or and leading kind of up to uh, Force Awakens. It'd be really cool to see some of those characters like Thane show up in this movie. Yeah. I, I hope there's some kind of callback to some of these novels. Yeah, It'd yeah. be nice if they made a little bit of effort. That's why I was talking about it'd be cool if they've tied in this Aftermath book. Is they, yeah. They've put this forethought into these movies that they said, oh, we have these great characters. Yeah. Let's just acknowledge them exactly. a little bit. Yeah. And I think that would be just really cool to right. do. Yeah. And it, it makes again. It's like even me realizing that in aftermath, that this Snap Wexley is the main character. Yeah. And it shouldn't have taken me that long to realize it, but it just for that I was like, wow, this just made the story way better. That's for so me. cool. But again, it's it's so much Star Wars. We're I just feel you just know eat it all up. Yeah, I'm oh, just yeah. so lucky that we're getting all this, and it looks again. It's continuing this down this path of they're producing good content yeah. at least from the trailers. You know, the Rebel stuff is fantastic. Yeah. The stuff for the extra stuff in the Force Awakens, yeah. great. The comics are yeah. incredible. The figures are great. Yeah. You know, I'm, the video games could use a little work, <laughs> a little content. Yeah. But uh, yeah, besides that, yeah, they're doing a great job over there. Uh, Lucas, Lucas uh, Arts and um, Disney, they're just doing great stuff over there. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great time. It's always been good to be Star Wars, but Definitely. now in particular, I think it's. Are we going to get too much of it? For me personally, never. Never. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as long as they keep putting good stuff forward. I'm happy to Absolutely. be collecting everything yep. and <laughs> watching everything, reading everything. <laughs> so, guys, get out there and make sure you check out some of this, the Rebel stuff. Yeah. Get into some of these books, too, oh, yeah. before there's too much of it. Exactly. And you can't keep up with it. Exactly. I think right now they're coming at a reasonable enough pace that you can keep up with these books. Yeah. Even if you're listening to 20-hour audiobooks yeah. just in your car or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Just keeping up with the universe because this is – it's augmenting – so much of the stuff that we already have yeah. and we're already starting to see ties to this greater yeah, universe yeah. through the movies through the books, books through the yeah. comics all that just check them out yeah you know? these little easter eggs are sprinkled all throughout these films and it's just it just it's such a good callback yeah if you're it's, it's almost things. rewarding when you get to a point yes. it's like wow that's just it's such a little callback yeah but it makes it so much better yes and absolutely so, 
Excellent, man. Well, yeah. again, I've always, always enjoyed yeah, talking Star Wars. Yeah, that's great, great. So much fun, guys. So looking forward to probably seeing this on the big screen. Oh, we'll yeah. see Civil War in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. And we're looking to do a big panel review. Oh, yeah. I know we said that for Batman for Superman. <laughs> Didn't come together, but we're arranging it, so we're going to have a nice big, at least four or five of us talking mm-hmm. Civil War. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll have guys like Baron back, and yeah. I was talking yeah. to Izzy, Izzy a bit. Izzy, yeah. And so hopefully Sanjay. we have yeah, Sanjay, everyone back yeah. for Civil War. So that's in a couple big. weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Forward to talking to whatever we're going to talk next yeah. week. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to yeah. you know discuss whatever questions you can throw at us. You yeah, know? yeah. Use the hashtag Enter the Nerd Room. Yeah, uh, we'll pick that up on Twitter or wherever. Yep. Um, and make sure to just fire questions. You know, we're if you if you got something you want us to talk about too, just fire it that way. That doesn't have to be just Star Wars, yeah, <laughs> or comics or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. And we're here to talk about any movies. You know, exactly. Once we get into the summer here, we're going to be talking stuff kind of veering off a bit from Star Wars and yep. and comic book movies into exactly. stuff like uh, Independence Day and yeah. a few of these these kind of callback movies. Yeah. Um, so we'll be looking at some more of the bigger blockbusters yeah. as we go into. Yeah, into and like, the you know, once season. summer ends, you know, we get into like even Oscar territory and yep. we really start talking about those movies. So. Oscar movies, yeah, yeah exactly. So great stuff, great entertainment. Excellent. Yeah. Well, for the nerd room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And thank you for entering the nerd room. Can we do two weeks in a row with it? Sanjay. Sanjay, we need you then. <laughs> okay, we're out. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts Tim, Sanjay, and Troy on Twitter at the NerdRM1912 Podcasting and Troy the Boy87. 